Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Coriel Health, Element Waco Hotel, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. And uh, happy Monday to you. Happy National Championship game. Monday to you as the Huskies uh, get ready to take on those cheating Michigan Wolverines. And <clears throat> cheating or not, I mean, they're here. Got some great players. They'll be out there, and they'll be favored tonight. Line opened at four and a half. We've kind of monitored it throughout the week, stayed somewhat steady. We'll get you the latest information before we give our picks later in the program. And, uh, Aaron, really good news at 320. We will go to Houston, the site of the national title, and someone who's on the scene for us, J.D. Paquel. J.D. played at Baylor for a brief league, got hurt, unfortunately, played at Cornell, and then he's off with On3 Sports now. Does a really nice job for them. Does a lot of stuff on YouTube. And um, also, Aaron would have made a great, like, uh, uh, pastor. He just kind of has a, his presentation. Aaron, I think you've seen some of his videos. It just seems like, you know, maybe he'd be great at kind of giving a hymn of invitation or kind of closing things down, telling folks how they could get to know the Lord. But he's got a... He's, he's got a real good passion about him, and he loves the college football. And so we're excited to have him at 320 at 4 o'clock today. Another really good young uh, uh, up-and-coming uh, journalist, Will Turboff, uh, I think studied at University of Texas but now covers Baylor. And I've been noticing he's all over these recruits. And, Aaron, you and I like to monitor these things, but we don't always call the recruits up, right? We don't. We're uh, kind of our policy, we might make an exception every once in a while, like if it was the number one recruit in the country or something, we might make an exception. But um, for the most part, we don't have these high school recruits on the on the station. Uh, we do sometimes have their dads or coaches or whatever. We, even when uh, that great kid from uh, Temple committed um, to Houston, we had his father on who was a coach at Temple. And that was kind of exciting. And then, of course, uh, we'll we'll check in from time to time when, uh, like, Lake Belton had that unbelievable uh, commit. We'll check in with parents and that kind of thing. But, uh, Aaron, the guy we have on at 4 o'clock today, he, he immediately, like, when that guy committed, the big lineman out of Alabama, I think it is, state of Alabama for 2025, Jamin, I think his name's Jamin Davis. Anyway, this guy... Uh, we're having on today, jumped on the phone with him immediately and then wrote a big story about who this kid is. So we, while we don't pretend to own the recruiting beat, we do have people and experts out there that uh, follow that stuff closely. And so today we'll have Will on from uh, Baylor 247, uh, Bears Illustrated or Bear Illustrated, so that'll be fun. 
And uh, tonight, national title game. And then Aaron, um, the old Cowboys go out and they kind of goofed around for a little while. And I thought, oh, my gosh, are y'all going to mess around here? They were down 10-7 to once they got it to 14-10, scored one more time, and then it was over. Then you just knew that Sam Howell and the, uh, and the, and the commanders were not going to be able to get it done. But the Cowboys do get it done, 38-10. to I think the only worrisome thing, a couple of worrisome things to come out of that game. First of all, the kicker, after making like his first 35 kicks of the year, had one blocked and then he missed one so i don't know if he took a mental break or i mean so he missed two but he made that 50 yarder aaron i mean i as great as he's been that's that's a little bit worrisome that he's waited till the playoffs to finally miss a couple of kicks and then uh well but i don't don't ever consider a block kick a missed kick i don't know why they do either there's no it has no chance if it's Mm-hmm. But he did doink Although, one off the yeah, off the uh, yeah. upright. Exactly, I I give you that one. The although we do see at the college level and sometimes the NFL uh, level, a kicker, you know, not hitting it properly and it getting blocked that way. In this case, we did watch the Washington player come unblocked, and so there was really nothing he could have done. The only thing it did, Aaron, is just break up that unbelievable streak. And I, I mean, if you, you might, you might just, you know, m- people think, well, that's good. Maybe missing one before the playoffs isn't the worst thing. It was good to see him come back out and hit that one from 50, because I think Aaron the one he missed on the doink on the left uh, upright was from 36 out. So that's those are troubling. But the only thing he's had issues with this year, I think he missed a couple of extra points. So. Uh, he's been nails on on long kicks. So now the other thing is, Stephon Gilmore banged up his shoulder. Uh, Werder was on the uh, he was there on the scene. Ed Werder, who does a uh, a podcast with me after games, and uh, in fact, Stephen Simcox helps us out with that as well. But he watched him, Aaron, after the game. He put his hoodie on accidentally backwards and then had to put it on. And a lot of times those players that get banged up on their shoulders or neck injuries or whatever have a hard time getting – I've watched them after games, and they almost need somebody to go over and help them, like, button up their shirts if they're wearing, like, dress shirts or something. Um, In this case, Ed observed and saw him, you know, not have any trouble getting the hoodie on. Gilmore – told people after the game he told McCarthy that while he hadn't really had a shoulder he thinks he's going to be fine but that's tr- that is a little worrisome at the beginning of the week Cowboys play the Packers game ends up getting planned for 330 Aaron I think that surprised I don't know if you were surprised I I guess that speaks to the relationship Fox has with the NFL and that they would get that afternoon game on a Sunday. I think most of us thought one of those primetime games, whether it be Monday night, there's a Sunday night game, thought NBC would be able to uh, jump in there and grab that or Monday night football. 
In fact, Monday Night Football ends up with arguably the worst matchup um, with the Eagles going to the Bucks. Aaron, did you see a worse matchup than that one? Trying to th- I'm thinking out loud on some of these AFC matchups. Um, Buffalo gets it done last night to grab the two seed. Aaron, that Dolphins team that you have loved and I have kind of been on the fence about. Um, gosh, they were, were, were. Isn't that weird how teams do that, Aaron? That with the Bills, like they, they just. I mean, they were in position, weren't they? Was it like fourteen to seven at the start of the fourth quarter? I got to say, I turned that off for a little bit and and went and did something else and kind of thought the Dolphins were in good shape and then they didn't get it done. So the Dolphins fall down in the uh, in the seeding. The number one seeds on each side, the Ravens and the Niners. Now, Aaron, I know the Niners would have played that game differently if this had if it had been truly for the number one seed. But doesn't that make you kind of think now back to the Cowboys game since the uh, the Cowboys in the Arizona, the fact that the Cowboys and and uh, Niners ended up with the same record. Niners obviously won the head-to-head and will be the number one seed in the playoffs. But it did make me think about it. But but mainly, it's just we, we saw an utter collapse from the Eagles. And I don't think I don't think we saw it coming. I, I, I thought we saw, Aaron, that they might have, you know, have been get, just getting by in some games. But we thought they had enough firepower to kind of finish it on out, win the division, given the fact they had all sorts of tiebreakers and they had the leg up on the Cowboys. And then in the end, Aaron, what did they do? Lose, was it five out of their last six or four out of their last five? I mean, it's an unbelievable collapse Yeah, I don't. that the Eagles had. Was it five out of the last six? I mean, if you think about it, they jumped out to a, like, either 10-2 and two or 11. You know, they were 10-9-1 and nine and one or 10-1. And, um, and then they just started really falling apart. They lost that game to the Cowboys. Cowboys put it on them in Arlington. I mean, that's Five a, of the last six cause, wow. because they lost to the 49ers yeah. the week before Dallas beat them. Yeah. And the only win they have was two weeks ago against the Giants, who got revenge for that yesterday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tyrod Taylor and that bunch. Uh, Eagles, at some point, got their quarterback out of that game. Um, he's got a he's got something wrong with his middle finger. Um, I Aaron, they were checking that today. I think, you know, the thought is he'll be able to go. But, I mean, on top of just playing poorly – then they got A.J. Brown. Was it Devon? Did A.J. Brown get hurt in that game yesterday? I was focused mostly on the Cowboys. He but did, I think A.J. Brown had to leave that game. I mean, what a mess to go to the Giants. And, again, I, I they would have had the same seeding, whether they won or lost. But still, they're just playing really poorly right now. And uh, I think that was great, Aaron, for the Cowboys to – Kind of because that was a messy opening to that game. They get the kick block, they run it back, they get it to 7 7, then they get it to 10 7. I had no clue, and Rivera, you know, we knew he was going to get fired. 
Aaron, I, I had no clue why Rivera was down there on like a fourth and two. Like Riverboat Ron was going for it early and often, and, and he gets down there on a fourth and two. It's 7-7 seven, seven early <laughs> in that game, and he kicks the field goal. And I'm thinking, what are you doing? Like even the announcers were kind of like, I mean, you know, that tied in – Olson and and Burkhart, I mean they're they're pretty cool dudes. They're not like ripping people, but even they were like, I'm not really sure what the commanders are doing, and it's almost like Aaron and even a coach that knows he's going to get fired, like they can't quite bring themselves to like the only guys that are truly willing to just go for anything and everything are like Dan Campbell, who else Aaron in the NFL is truly a risk taker. I mean. Could you kind of say McCarthy is? I mean, to yeah, a certain extent, yeah. Yeah, he goes for it a lot on fourth. Brandon Staley yeah. was until he got canned. <laughs> oh man, the uh, I mean, I hated to even say it last night, Aaron, because you don't, you know, you don't want to set the Cowboys up. You don't want to believe in them. You just can't, right? <laughs> but is this not the the greatest path they've had to the NFC title game? In years, mm-hmm. I mean, they had the Giants. It wasn't even a great Giants team. I think they were ten and six that year, maybe nine and seven. The Giants came in to a divisional game that the Cowboys were down there trying to throw at the end to win with Romo. Of course, that was the famous where was that Cancun or Cabo? I think that was Cabo um, that they went on that trip during. You know, so they've had chances when they were the number one overall seed. Aaron, I w- I'd forgotten Ed was saying last night that the Cowboys were the number one seed in the playoffs in 2016. That surprised me. Is that right? Dak's rookie season? I know they won a ton of games that year, but I don't know. That That's the game where they I think they got beat by McCarthy and, and the Packers, and Rodgers completed an unbelievable pass to who would that have been, Aaron? Mercedes Lewis, perhaps? Um, mm-hmm. on the sideline, yeah, yeah, and uh, but uh, Aaron, I hate to say it because it feels like the jinx might be in, but I know we need to get going here pretty quick. But Aaron, that's a pretty great path, isn't it? The nine and eight Packers come in, then you play, I mean, you've already beaten the Lions at home, whoever you would play next, you get them at home. The only way you go on the road in this postseason is if you have to go to San Francisco to uh, to Levi Stadium in the NFC title game. That's the only way you would have to play a road game in these playoffs. Now, again, they could lose to the Packers. But, Aaron, dare I say it, it's a great road. It's a great road to the NFC title game. It is. And with as great as they've been at home, it's hard – not to get a little excited, this is a – look, they could lose to Green Bay Sunday, but they shouldn't. This is a, an improving Green Bay team with an improving young quarterback, but they scored 19 points against Chicago. They scored a lot of points against bad teams, and the Cowboys have been a very good team for the entire year except for mm-hmm. the two games, basically. So, I, I – yeah, I think you don't want to get too excited, like you talked about, about the Cowboys ever, but you got to get a little excited with them yeah. with the possibility of two home field playoff games before they have to travel 
would have to travel to San Francisco, and that's if San Francisco doesn't get upset. I don't think they will, but always a chance. Now, I mean, who would you not want to face? Well, the Rams are playing pretty well. I mean, but they've beaten the Rams at home. They've beaten the Lions. That was a tough game. I don't think you would love the Lions coming in again with Dan Campbell. I mean, that's going to be an angry bunch. They felt like they were jobbed in some respect in that first one. But still, the path is there. All right, we're going to Houston. There is a national title game tonight. Tonight. And uh, very excited about this one. And uh, we'll go to Houston and talk to J.D. Paquel, our eye in the sky. That is next. Go Cowboys! This is Dallas Cowboys football 2023. Prescott's back to throw, looking right. Only heard here. Throws it in the end zone, caught for a touchdown in the back of the end zone. All season. By C.D. Lamb. Sunday afternoon, it's playoff football with your Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers. Live from AT&T Stadium. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Packers. Sunday starting with the pregame at 2 here on ESPN Central Texas. Drive into the new year with confidence and excitement during the Start Something New Sales event at Allen Samuels in Waco. Get incredible deals on our entire selection of new Ram trucks, Jeeps, SUVs, Chrysler sedans, or a sporty Dodge. Get more for less, guaranteed. More value, more selection, more service, more trade-in allowance, and even more competitive financing. Hurry in and start 2024 with a bang. Shop the greatest selection of inventory in Central Texas at Allen Samuels in Waco. In-store or online at allensamuelsdcj.com and make it un forgettable an exceptional experience and extraordinary results that's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at cherry johnson sigmund james law firm craig cherry ryan johnson mark sigmund and scott james are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases as well as business disputes they have unmatched credentials real world experiences and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. It's 9.30 on a Saturday night. You're at the ballpark getting hot dogs for the kids, and your debit card doesn't work. Lucky for you, Central National Bank's after-hours service is ready to help you get out of all kinds of ninth-inning jams. Just contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a local person who can answer questions and fix problems. Bank different. Bank Central, Central National Bank, member FDIC. 
Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving the Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's mine. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. You can make the decision right now to get lasting relief from that awful joint pain for 2024. Don't go another year compromising because of that pain in your knees or shoulder or like my neck, for instance. Call QC Kinetics now. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative non-surgical pain relief. No drugs, no surgery, no downtime. This is not a Band-Aid. This is a revolutionary treatment that can get you moving again, get your life back. And listen, it's non-surgical. It's very important. If this is the year you decide to fight back against that pain, take the first step now. Call QC Kinetics. Get a free consultation on the calendar. Call 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. QC Kinetics, 254 254- Four one five four one zero zero. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is your favorite host, Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. I assume that's the case. J.D. Pacquiao now joining us from Houston. And, uh, J.D., welcome back to the Mosley Show. And uh, what, a, what a time it is. You are in Houston. I mean, you were within hours of that last, those semifinal games. There you were, man. I just was reviewing. You're like 12-minute hit, just solo. There you are in that beautiful-looking studio <laughs> reacting to the semifinal Good stuff, and kind of had a preview, and you were already making your pick. Um, JD, have you? Uh, how are you, by the way? And by the way, how is Houston? Is Houston? Uh, is it? I mean, is there is there a buzz? Is there a noticeable buzz? Uh, noticeable buzz in the community as uh, as you make your way around with on three sports? Yeah, well, one pleasure to be on. I'm doing much better now being on with my favorite host. To tell you the truth, um, but no, when it comes to Houston. <laughs> Uh, got to be in L.A. last year, which was absolutely sensational. I mean, pitching myself and all that. But I think it is, uh, it's very noticeably different being in a state and in a city that truly, I think, just as a public has, a, has an interest in college football, whereas L.A., you've got the beach, you got, you know, Hollywood, you got a million other things grabbing at you, whereas in Houston, I think there's other things to do as well. But uh, it's very, very evident that, you know, that the city itself, I think, really appreciates what's going on and appreciates this game. So, man, I'm, I'm fired up. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a a box office kind of game is what I'm expecting. So all in all, I think it's a great event and, and great, uh, great for the city of Houston, the way they're putting it on, man. The Big Red came through town, Cornell, and acquitted themselves right. pretty nicely, quite honestly. I don't know if you got to see that when we opened up the new pavilion Lots of excitement. Looks great. You'll have to see it. But uh, I was impressed with your alma mater. They came to fight. They love a good back cut, much like the old. And I think we just assume any Ivy League team, we call it like the Princeton offense. 
I mean, I don't sure. think they actually all run the Princeton offense, but like we just assume if you're the Ivy League team, you run the Princeton offense. But uh, right. but they had a couple of ballers. They had some athletes. They had one guy that just stood outside like I would and just launched threes. Never tried to <laughs> dribble. Never tried to drive. He just he he had one job. Redheaded kid, number fifteen. And they just said, "You stay out here and you launch threes. That's your only job hey, he's here." He's a bucket now. He's a bucket. <laughs> I think he was. I want to say he was. I could be, I could be telling a story here, Matt, but I think he's somewhere in the top ten last season in terms of like three point field goal percentage. So I know that they didn't win. They didn't cover either, which was the real bummer there. I think the line was like seventeen or, or sixteen and a half, and it ended up being a seventeen point game. So. Vegas knew something. They had, they had the big red number on that one. But, uh, no, I was, I was pleased to see it was uh, within 20. Just showing for the big red tournament time. Hopefully they can find their way in there. What do you think? Michael Penix Jr. is just such a revelation. I love the kid. He, you know, and, and boy, bet against him at your own risk. Throws such a gorgeous deep ball. And I, I have had this feeling today that, that the Heisman voters did him and did America a disservice because now he truly looks, and again, I know you have to vote when you vote, but, you know, it's just kind of hard to believe he's not the Heisman winner. I was reading something today where somebody said that he was a Heisman-level quarterback for half or two-thirds of the year, and maybe there's something to that. Maybe, you know, I'm locked in this last couple of months or ever since that first battle against Oregon, that's what comes to my mind. But it's just hard for me to believe the LSU guy. And, again, he was great. But now that we sure. see what Penix has done, it's just it's kind of hard to believe that he's not the Heisman winner. No, without question. And I think there is some validity to that statement of, hey, for two-thirds to half of the year, he probably played like a Heisman quarterback. Now, to, to be fair, uh, that two-thirds, that half of the year came at the exact right time, and I'm sure he wouldn't trade the timing of, of the way he's played and the way that Washington's played for any accolades or trophies, much less the Heisman. Um, but I do think, I mean, looking at his numbers, I was I was a little cooler on him because, I mean, he had two separate games where, Matt, he threw for zero touchdowns. And I understand that his team found a way to win. I understand he's a huge part of their success. He's a huge part why they're in this game. He's arguably the reason why they are in this game, along with that monster group of the wide receivers they have that I'm sure have great NFL careers. Uh, But Jaden Daniels, to me, over the course of the entire season, I truly felt had a better body of work and did it in, uh, obviously, a difficult conference. I'm not saying anything about the Pac-12, but um, I I felt like the right guy won the award. But, again, I'm sure Jaden Daniels would trade the Heisman Trophy for a chance to be playing here in a few hours as well. So I think Michael Penning Jr. kind of came up smelling uh, the best out of that whole situation. Have you thought differently as we've gotten closer to kickoff, or does your gut – Early on, your gut was saying with the four and a half that the line opened up with, take the Huskies, take the dogs. Uh, I think they do some wolfing. I know Georgia fans do wolfing, but they do some wolfing uh, with, the, with the Huskies. As we've gotten closer to kickoff, do you have, are you hedging your bets at all? Have you felt differently? Um, you know, Washington came out of that thing a little banged up. In fact, they're running sure. back that Dylan Johnson – he says he's good to go. I, I can't see him being really at full strength. And there are some guys, Muhammad comes to mind. There are some defensive players that are banged up as well for Washington. Does not seem like they're as healthy as Michigan, although when you play Bama, 
what are you you're beat up, right? I mean, LSU always seems like they come out of those games and it's hard to compete the next week or two after you play Bama. Are are your feelings still pretty much the same as they were six or seven days ago? You know, I think my thesis is the same in the sense that I still think Washington is, is the side here, especially for getting, you know, that four and a half point. But, I mean, I'll tell you what, throughout this week, we got a chance to be around both teams at media days. And, you know, it's it's not something you can really quantify. You know, how many points is that worth on the scoreboard? How a team acts at media day? Probably a little bit, you know, too much to look into. Probably tells us we need to kick the ball off here pretty soon. But tell you what, man, like Michigan just seemed so confident, so loose, and not a loose to where they were like not, you know, I think impressed by the moment, but loose in the sense of this is this is kind of what everybody came back for, and, and now they're here, and they've played a number of enormous stages that I think are going to really serve them well on the ultimate stage tonight. So, uh, I mean, comparing that to how Washington felt, I think they were locked in when they were at media day, but, I mean, it was very much so a more – uh, dialed in bunch. You had the sunglasses on. You had the hood tucked over the head. Like it was more so like we're here for business. So the thing I'm thinking here, Matt, is that's kind of a fine line between high strung and locked in. You know that that line is very very thin there. So I do think they'll come to play. I do still think Washington decide. Heck, I'm actually taking Washington to win tonight. Um, but the path for them to victory is definitely much more narrow than Michigan. I just at the end of the day, man, I think Michael Penix Jr. and Roma Dunze and all those freaks they have in that wide receiver room are just going to ultimately be, you know, the, the narrow path that they walk to, to find their way to win this thing. J.D. Pakel joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, on three. Yeah, I mean, various sites, you can see them all over YouTube, on three, and you can subscribe to some of this stuff. And and uh, I, have, uh, I have enjoyed watching the videos, and I would imagine within about an hour or so after the game, you'll be putting some videos together. And you'll probably go live if I know you. You like a good live. Now, will you go with one of those, a guy that played some college football like you, you like a, you like a kind of a fitted T-shirt situation. Will you go with that tonight? Or since it's a national title game, will you be more like in a, a pullover three-quarter zip? What will you go yeah, with? Well. Because it's almost kind of like your thing. Like, who's the guy that's sleeveless? You know, our, our guy that has been getting in a little trouble lately over on ESPN, <laughs> he goes with the muscle shirts, the former punter. Uh, you go with the kind of the tight workout shirt. Yeah, you know, I, I try to not o- overdo that side of things. But at the end of the day, you still want to be, <laughs> still want to be taken seriously to a degree there. Uh, you know, we got, we, got, uh, we got some nice uh, pants that I bought actually this week from Lululemon with a, with a gift card. So thank you to my in-laws for that. And then I got a sweater that I'm wearing uh, along with that – was, that was another Christmas gift from last year. So all Christmas gifts and some uh, some Nike sneakers, and we're, we're good to go. So I, I think we're not standing out too much like a sore thumb just yet, but um, I'll obviously keep you posted if anything changes on that front. Yeah, I got in there and got some uh, – not Lululemon. What's another? Viore. And, yeah. and got some really – I mean, I think, you know, some decent joggers. I mean, and but I had to kind of go, those things are a little more fitted than I'm built for, all right? So, and then I had to go request the bigger size right next to a woman who was asking to size down to an extra small, and they said, sir, what size do you need? And I had to do the whole, I was like, oh, just go one size up. I just couldn't sure, say sure. the size out loud, especially in the context of a woman getting an extra small, 
You know, just sure. uh, my size was going to be much different than that. Um, but uh, anyway, well, it'll be good. We'll be <laughs> we'll be watching for that. The Lululemons uh, busting that out. You're always kind of down there on the field <laughs> after those games. It's kind of fun to see all my buddies like. Um, you know, uh, Ubbin from The Athletic and some guys like that, I'll see them down there as the game's coming to an end. They let all the media down there. I don't know why they let them off the sideline. They used to yeah, do that with all of us, you, but heck, they, they kind of don't do that no more in the NFL. I used to be down there on the sideline, like in front of the black hole in Oakland. Like, and that's Ooh. scary. That's a scary situation. And I remember sitting there. Who was the big, um, not ice tea. Who was the big? Who was the big Raiders fan? Ice that was Cube? a rapper, Ice, Ice Cube? Cube. Yeah, I was standing yeah. over close to Ice Cube, but I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know if I was in danger or the safest guy ever. You know what I mean? I, I think, was just over. <laughs> I think the latter there. Yeah, I think that's a good company to keep right there, without question. Yeah, always Mosley and Ice Cube uh, go hand in hand. I think most people would would uh, would agree with that. Now these without receiver, question. I. This uh, Michigan, I, I, I mean, like Roman Wilson making that huge play. What a moment in that game. That ball got tipped, and he goes up and gets it. I, I got to say I'm more intrigued because I love, you were mentioning some of them, McMillan, Polk, Adunze. Um, I love these Washington receivers. But McCarthy has some weapons as well. We just don't think of it because they will run the ball more, and they'll commit mm-hmm. to it. A little more balanced attack. What do you think has to have? If Michigan's going to win this thing, what does McCarthy have to do? Because his numbers aren't Penix Jr. numbers, but in games where that are close, he really does step up his game and puts up some great numbers. They're just not as massive as a Penix Jr. Sure. Yeah. When they uh, when they get into a spot where they need answers. He has come up big in multiple spots. I mean, the Ohio State game last year, you just mentioned the Rose Bowl. Uh, and I think that's kind of the, the same tune they need him to sing tonight. Um, whenever there's a spot where Washington is able to create negative plays and, and able to you know, get a TFL on Quorum or Edwards or whoever it is, and you find yourself in third and passing, so we're talking you know, third and seventh plus, if he can be the answer for you and be the equalizer to where Washington – has to try and add numbers to to stop the run, and he's able to just kind of play seven-on-seven seven back there or be a converter on those third and passing situations. I mean, that's going to just be ultimately, I think, too much for Washington. And at that point in time, if, if Michigan's able to get stops, I mean, it could be over could be over kind of quick, man. No, I don't expect that to be the case. I think Washington will ultimately score some points and make this thing a bit of a foot race to some degree, but – um, at the end of the day, what JJ needs to do is be efficient. And like I just said, on third and passing, he has to be the answer for Michigan to be able to extend drives and, and be able to match scores with Washington. All right. And, and Roma Dunze, I mean, that, that is just, he's, he's unbelievable. I mean, there's just a few receivers that just seem to go out there and win every battle, you know, and, and you see, sometimes I notice these at late in game, late night games, maybe it's pac 12 receivers or something that you're just like, my gosh, like they're leaning on this one dude. It's just kind of crazy to be that great of a team and yet lean that heavily on a player. I I don't know what his draft status is going to look like or whatever, but it's just kind of crazy how he competes and how Penix Jr. and him have that. 
I mean, is is a Dunze is just about it. I, I mean, I, to me, how how is that guy not the Blitnikoff? I get that Marvin Harrison Jr. Sure. is great. Sure. I get all that. But again, it's another Washington player. I I don't I don't know if anybody as a receiver impacts a game quite as much as a Dunze does. And I think you just hit it on the head. Like you could argue for him, he is as big a reason as Michael Penning Jr. And I think a lot of respect as to why they're playing in this game. And for me, just transparently, he's a big reason why I'm picking them to win this game. Because I mean, you look at it on paper. What's the line of scrimmage edge? Probably Michigan. Uh, what's the edge in the backfield? Probably Michigan. Who's the more physical, more experienced team? Probably Michigan. And to be honest, like that's kind of been the the situation Washington's found themselves in against Oregon and against Texas. And, and quite frankly, it just it hasn't mattered. Like, they've just been able to kind of have this trump card, the ace up the sleeve every single week. And it's just been, yeah, you might have the advantage, but we're going to sort of be the Steph Curry of, of the college football world, meaning you might have every physical advantage. But when, when, when that three-point shot is on and he can just pull up within half court, same thing with the Dunes and Penix, when that deep pass is on, like, it just quite frankly doesn't matter. And you've you got to play on their terms, and they've been able to play on their terms to the tune of an undefeated season and a conference title. Well, I'm going to let you get ready for it. I mean, it's uh, it's coming, and, and you'll be in there in position. Uh, you know, uh, you'll be up there in the press box doing your thing down on the sideline, uh, and uh, that'll be uh, – it's going to be a great night. I, I was even just looking at some of those Michigan defensive players. That's – we're so caught up on offense, but when you look at like McGregor, uh, who's that DB with all the interceptions and pass pro? Oh, Mike. Um, yeah, Sandra still. San- yeah, Sandra still. Wow, I mean he's. I just don't think in college you don't always have like oh like great nickelbacks. You just have great cornerbacks, right? But when you have a guy that can kind of come inside and be that disruptive, um, you know that's a big one. I mean, this this is. There's just so many fun aspects of this. And then let's not forget Blake Corum for Michigan. Like, that jump step he had in that game, uh, basically the game winner down there. I mean, that was yeah. – that jump cut, I guess I should call it. Um, I, I don't know if we saw that at Cornell, those kinds of jump cuts. No, no, we did not. We definitely <laughs> did not. Not with the Big Red, at least. Not out, of, not out of yours truly. But, yeah, there's a reason why I don't think he uh, he found his way to Ithaca, New York. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ithaca, weather's uh, weather's not always what you want it to be, but some good topography. Uh, I and I think uh, it's great academics. And uh, anytime you share, hey, where'd you go? Where'd you? You know, people ask you when you get there and you're meeting new people. You say, I went to Cornell. Do you do it? Do you kind of almost apologize when you say it? Kind of like I went to I went to Cornell, or do you kind of? I mean, or do you even work Baylor in the mix? You did some graduate work at Baylor. Do you do sure, you at least sure. put the Bears in the mix a little bit? Matt, well, one, I appreciate the the ego boost you're giving me just just through this conversation in general. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, I think uh, I think some of that all gets maybe. I mean, it's, it's, truth be told, Matt, I think people know Cornell not because of the you know, standing it has academically, but more so from uh, the television series The Office, Andy Bernard. I mean, that is typically the first, you know, that's kind of the first touch point of common ground for me is, oh, you know, hey, you've seen The Office, yeah. Andy, yeah, hey, that's, that's the school. So, so anyway, that's, uh, that, yeah. that's well, my, uh, my response typically. One of the Simpsons writers, one of the lead Simpson writers was a Cornell guy too, so there's some good Cornell no jokes okay. that show up on The Simpsons from time to time. 
I'll send you the one clip that my Cornell football playing buddy, who's a bit older than you, sent me recently. But, hey, have a great night. Uh, very exciting. And we'll be watching. And uh, I guess folks can just go to On3, uh, the site, and sign up if they want to, right, or find you on YouTube, uh, all the various platforms. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you just go ahead and, and type in On3 into your search bar and you find that, that red icon that has the, the On3 script, uh, that's the channel you'll, you'll find us at. And, uh, Matt, before I get out of here, I want to make sure I thank you because you were someone who uh, I am extremely indebted to. Just, I mean, I remember texting you, calling you multiple times and just saying, hey, is it, you know, it, what do you think about this in the broadcasting world or media? And, I mean, you, you could have, you know, said get lost, kid, but you were always extremely uh, open to me and kind to me. And for that, I'm, I'm extremely uh, thankful and, like I said, forever indebted. So, uh, very, very much appreciate your impact on, on me personally and from a professional standpoint as well. Well, that's very kind of you to say. And, and uh, when you see young talents like yourself come through, you better be nice because I want you to keep coming on with me for years to come. So uh, I appreciate you. Have a great night, uh, J.D. We'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Likewise. Thanks, Matt. Uh-huh. J.D. Paquel from On3 Sports. And uh, – They've become big in the, you know, the whole portal world. College football is their huge thing. And I just saw a big announcement where they turned for the second year, they turned a profit. That's not always easy for like a startup new organization, but uh, good for them as they continue to keep it rolling. Now, we'll do the same at the Matt Mosley show. Uh, and um, I think we've turned a profit this year, thanks to all our unbelievable sponsors and partners uh, here at the Matt Mosley Show in ESPN Central Texas. Uh, Aaron, let's, uh, let's do the NFL Blitz package, and let's do that next. Baylor Bear Basketball, all season long, here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears host the BYU Cougars in their Big 12 home opener Tuesday in Foster Pavilion. 7.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 8 p.m. tip-off Tuesday. Join Baylor Athletics Hall of Famer Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, for Baylor Bear Basketball, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Morrison's Gifts and would like to thank all of their friends, family, and extended family, their customers, for another amazing year. They would also like to extend a special thanks to Eminem Broadcasters, ESPN Central Texas, and Shooter FM for helping grow their business through the uncertainty of the pandemic and recent economic concerns. Morrison's Gifts would especially like to thank the community for shopping local. Morrison's is a proud Baylor alumni-owned business serving gift-giving needs of Central Texas. Go see our friends at Morrison's Gifts on the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills, close to Jason's Delhi. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product, so give the doctor a call of the day at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So, for doors that are sticking... 
and cracks in your walls. The Foundation Doctor will make a house call. At NeighborWorks Waco, we understand that buying a home can feel overwhelming, but our dedicated team of experts is here to guide you through the entire process, making it as stress-free as possible. We offer FHA, VA, conventional, and USDA home mortgage products. If you need that additional assistance to help you get into a home, we offer down payment and closing cost assistance. Visit us today at nw-waco.org or call 254-752-1647 and let us help you make home ownership a reality. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Attention fans of Hellberg Barbecue. You can enjoy their Central Texas-style barbecue, homemade sides, and desserts at their current location, 8532 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. They are operating drive through and curbside service out of food trailers parked outside the building. And their hours are Wednesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. or till they sell out. Customers can call 254-265-5387 for pre orders. Hellberg's Barbecue full service catering option is still available for your next group outing. Soon Hellberg will offer sandwiches and banana pudding at the grab and go markets inside the new Foster Pavilion. The future of Hellberg Barbecue includes a new building, bigger and better than ever, just down Highway 6 from the current location. Twice named one of the top barbecue joints by Texas Monthly Magazine, it's time to try Hellberg Barbecue. Hellberg Barbecue just salt, pepper and a whole lot of prayer. 254 6-5-5-3-8-7 and at hellbirdbarbecue.com. Don't miss the all-new Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. Hundreds of tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection, they have what you're looking for. Visit their website, BeltonGunShow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. You've been sidelined by joint pain. It's time to meet the Coriel Health MVPs of orthopedics located right here in Central Texas. Dr. Lance Ellis, Dr. Jacob Battle, Coriel Health's board-certified orthopedic physician team specializes in sports medicine and total hip and knee replacement. Don't let joint pain keep you on the bench. Get back in the game. Make the play call to Coriel Health Orthopedics today. 254-483-KNEE. That's 254-483-KNEE. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, just Matt Mosley. And, um, man, that was good stuff, Aaron. Like a preview from Houston leading up to the national title game. May, may uh, reissue a little bit of that in the 5 o'clock hour in case anybody missed it. Um, Aaron, do you own a pair of Lululemon pants? <laughs> that, that's, that's what... Uh, that's what our man. Do we have a Lululemon store in Central Texas? See, that's a big. That's become a big one. I, I, I would think out at the Richland Mall there might be a Lululemon option. Surely you don't have to go to Austin or Dallas to get all your Lululemon needs. And of course, some of the department stores I think sell that. Aaron, how about Lululemon? Is that is that a direction you've gone? No. <laughs> Aaron, I will say, because it, it, I think people primarily think of it as a place where women go to buy clothes. 
And uh, but it, it, they do have, and I'm not saying I have any, um, but a great like uh, sweats lineup for for guys. And the problem with me, Aaron, these kinds of places, whether it be Lululemon, Viore, those types of things, they, they they'll fit they fit big guys. They're a little bit of the close cut, the narrow cut, and uh, bigger dudes. And Aaron, you would not be in the bigger dude category, but for bigger guys like myself, it's not a not a not an easy thing to pull off. All right, Aaron. Um, would you provide some uh, knowledge on the NFL? I know today would be considered Black Monday. Yes, it is. We've got two head coaches, one general manager, and one defensive coordinator down today. Atlanta's fired their head coach, Arthur Ooh. Smith, after three straight 7-10 and ten seasons and no playoff appearances. The firing happened after yesterday's 48-17 loss to the Saints, which once again kept them out of the playoffs. Just a month ago, the Falcons had almost an 80% chance at making the playoffs, according to ESPN, but lost four of their last five and missed. Mm. Also, on a you personal know, note, he cost me my fantasy championship in my <laughs> own league, so, you know, I'm not shedding any tears. Arthur? He, Arthur did? Uh, he, he's, he's got tremendous talent on, on the offense with Bijan and yeah. Kyle Pitts and, and Drake London and just misused them all year. Just terrible. Well. I think a guy like that 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 loses with that consistency, seven and ten, seven and ten, seven and ten. I think you should at least give him like the Jason Garrett Award. <laughs> didn't I think Garrett had? He was the king of eight and eight. Three straight eight and eight, didn't he? I think he had a really good run of eight and eights. And um, the, the the seventeen game schedule has has really made things interesting because Aaron there's a fine line in there from a coach that goes you know eight and nine and one that goes nine and eight and the Packers Matt LaFleur I mean he's considered great coaching year they were three and six turned it around got the young quarterback going Jordan Love and now they're rolling and they come in to play the Cowboys and try to take down their former coach Mike McCarthy. I cannot believe it, Aaron. We're only a few days away now from a wild card game at AT&T Stadium. I've been th- I've been meaning to email all. I don't, Aaron. I think my credential, my season credential, works for this uh, for this wild card game. I got I got I got to see to that. I got to check in on that. Get my par- parking pass. I know our listeners. Uh, are, are very worried about that, making sure I'm present and accounted for. All right, Aaron, what else do we have? Who are some of our other dismissals? The other firing today was Ron Rivera with his whopping three winning seasons in 10 years as a head coach. He will now be looking for another head coaching job as he was dismissed by the commanders today and the commanders owner Josh Harris hired two prominent executives former Minnesota Vikings GM Rick Spielman and more surprisingly former Golden State Warriors general manager Bob Myers to assist his ownership group with searches for new head of football operations and a new head coach to replace Rivera well this Josh Harris is he's 
he's a former, he was the, you know, owner of the 76ers. I think he also has the New Jersey Devils and NHL. I mean, it was, he signed off on the process, that whole crazy thing that the Sixers went through to try to revamp what they were doing back in the day. I'm pretty sure that was Josh Harris. And, of course, the, the poor guy that had to, had to wear that was the GM, and he never got to see the end of that. Because uh, anyway, they, I think they at some point brought more. Oh, he brought and he hired Morey, Daryl Morey, the, uh, uh, the you know used to be the Rockets GM. Josh Harris is the guy who hired him to come in and take over things with the Sixers. So, not shocking that he might. Look to an NBA guy, Bob Myers. That's hilarious. Bring him in. and I mean, listen, they've tried everything in Washington. <laughs> they at least didn't, you know, secure the, what do they have, the number two overall pick by losing yesterday to the Cowboys? I think they do have the number two yes, overall they, pick. Yes, they have this. Yeah. The Bears have the one pick, then Washington, then New England. Washington will take a quarterback. New England needs a quarterback. And then then Chicago, yeah, well, a bunch of teams do. I, oh, Arizona's right after that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. Arizona, they've got the and thing with Murray. The Chargers round up the top five. Okay. That's pretty amazing that the Chargers are drafting that high <laughs> with is. a great quarterback. I mean, that, that takes some. I, I guess, Aaron, the Raiders will stick with uh, Antonio, won't they? I think so, They won yeah. again, uh, closed out the season with a win over the Broncos, I believe. And they were chanting AP, AP. Antonio Pierce is their interim head coach. I think that's the way they'll go. So, Rivera out. Aaron, did you see our buddy, uh, our buddy, the defensive coordinator in Giants land is out? Yeah, and Wink Martindale resigned today. That's a day after their head coach, Brian Dayball, said he expected both of his coordinators to be back next year. So either the GM had other ideas or Wink Martindale did because he resigned today. Yeah, that to me sounds like an ownership group that said, Brian, you know, appreciate the way you closed out the season. But you didn't. You hadn't really done enough to be able to bring back both coordinators. <laughs> so, uh, if you don't want to fire him, we will. And they did him the the favor of of him able to say he he resigned. And he's had a nice career. He probably will land somewhere. Um, it is uh, the Matt Mosley Show. We'll have more NFL for you as we get into the four o'clock hour. Remember, Campus Confidential is at uh, 440 today. Thank you, Jim Turner Chevrolet. Thank you for what you do. Um, But next, we'll do some Baylor recruiting. The Bears are making some inroads, both in 2025 and in the current portal. Let's check in with, um, well, a guy who does some major recruiting uh, reporting. Will Turboff joins us next.
Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. Okay, everyone, check this out from D'Amori Fine Jewelers in Waco. D'Amori Fine Jewelers now has their own diamond growing machine right here in their own super lab. Yes, you've always been able to get a better premier diamond for the best price at D'Amori Fine Jewelers, but now they have their own growing chamber. Yes, they still have Earthmine diamonds and a great selection of those too, but now if you're in the market for a lab-grown diamond, this is a game changer because you can now get them directly from the source. No middleman markup and only the very best high color, high clarity, and high transparency material. So you can get an incredibly beautiful diamond at an amazingly low price. Come by D'Amori Fine Jewelers on Waco Drive just past New Road and talk about your dream diamond that will become a reality. D'Amori Fine Jewelers at D'AmoriFineJewelers.com. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Conic Minolta, Canon, Kisser, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we're not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Hey folks, Jared Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'd like to thank everyone that supports JTC and that our family values your business. Our new inventory is growing daily and our used car inventory is stacking high. So give us the opportunity to earn your business with transparency and zero hidden fees. So give us a call, 254-840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We treat you like family. Find new roads. Sunday afternoon, it's playoff football with your Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers. Live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham. Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They have financing options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows, they've got that brand new home effect, Universal Windows Direct. 
Attention fans of Hellberg Barbecue. You can enjoy their Central Texas-style barbecue, homemade sides, and desserts at their current location, 8532 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. They are operating drive-through and curbside service out of food trailers parked outside the building, and their hours are Wednesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. or till they sell out. Customers can call 254-265-5387 for pre-orders. Hellberg's Barbecue full-service catering option is still available for your next group outing. Soon, Hellberg will offer sandwiches and banana pudding at the grab-and-go markets inside the new Foster Pavilion. The future of Hellberg Barbecue includes a new building, bigger and better than ever, just down Highway 6 from the current location. Twice named one of the top barbecue joints by Texas Monthly Magazine, it's time to try Hellberg Barbecue. Hellberg Barbecue, just salt, pepper, and a whole lot of prayer. 254-265-5387 and at hellbergbarbecue.com. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. How does Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show? Will Turboff joining us now, recruiting writer, 24-7 sports. You can follow him at, at Baylor Bears 247 or at Will Turboff. Uh, and uh, Will, welcome to the uh, the Mosley program here. Excited to visit with you. And, man, it sounds like you had a nice time there in San Antonio. I've been fascinated with that All-American, uh, the game, the combine. That's the Under Armour. It's like a week of practices. Then they have the big combine for the 2025 recruits, 2026. Will, I bet that was uh, a pretty cool event. You've probably been in the past, but uh, how was that? Uh, uh, and, and did Baylor have quite a few targets there? Yeah, hey, Matt. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me on. Uh, glad to get this going with you. But, yeah, spent spent about four or five days in San Antonio with, uh, with the crew of 24-7 Sports and you know, Baylor didn't have anyone in the actual game this year. Hopefully that's going to change pretty soon. Uh, but they did have quite a few guys uh, that at least have some interest in the National Combine. And, boy, uh, I'll start off with Shadarius Toodle, who's a 2026 recruit. So, guys, a sophomore now uh, out of Mobile, Alabama. I, I was uh, had a focus on running backs and linebackers in terms of scouting at the Combine. And Toodle was probably the best one I saw that has any kind of of relation to Baylor. Uh, he actually got an invite to the game two years from now. Um, tall guy, I want to say six, three and a half, about 210 right now. He's got a lot of room to grow. Um, that's going to be a guy that I think will turn out to be a national recruit. He was in Baylor a couple weeks ago. Uh, I think it was actually for the West Virginia game and, uh, you know, almost committed on the spot there. So Baylor is, is working hard. Uh, from the start for a 2026 guy obviously no commits in that class yet so Toodle may be that first guy and if it is it would be big uh, a couple other ones Nicholas Tramble uh, out of Aldine and uh, Nicholas Robertson out of Klein both guys that I had a chance to talk to a day before the combine who said they were in love with Baylor Tramble uh his, his connection actually comes from Keenan Hall at SMU uh, he'd been locked in with Hall and, and the SMU staff for months uh, and ever since Keenan, you know, made the move to Waco, it's been it's been really exciting. Same thing for Robertson. Uh, was talking to Coach Mateos for a long time. It seems like Chris Capelo is really taking over. So, like I said, 
exciting future uh, in mm-hmm. terms of what we saw at the National Combine. And like I said, maybe maybe a couple more guys on that on the, in that game next year. What is that combine? Take us inside that thing. What what is that like? I know some of these recruiting events and camps, and you've attended a lot of those. But this kind of combine, um, I, I I think I I saw where there were like six hundred people that were involved overall. I think I heard an interview the other day that the director mentioned something like that. And then will for people that haven't been to one of those like. What do you do? Do you get down there as close to the field as possible there in the Alamo Dome and just kind of you you have a roster with everybody's kind of number so you know all these? Do they make it fairly easy to see everything, or do you really have to have like a plan? Hey, hey here's the, the groups I want to watch. How do, you, how do you go about covering something like this? Yeah, I mean, I just want to say Eric Richards and, and Anthony Williams and the entire you know staff puts that on. They do a great job. It's it's kind of a a once in a year type of thing. Uh, you know, there's there's no combine that has that many guys from all across the country. And you think it's in San Antonio, you're, you're only going to get guys from the region, from Texas. Uh, but I mean, we saw kids from New Jersey. You know, like I said, Alabama, Florida, California, all over the place. Um, so. The way that we took, you know, this combine as, as a team at 24-7 was that we decided to split up and, and kind of choose each position that we were going to look at. So, like I said, I had running backs and linebackers, and everyone was kind of looking around. We had a huge roster right over – I think it was over over 500 kids there. They have two different groups. It's an all-day event. I mean, it lasted 11 hours. Uh, they do testing in the morning. They, there's two different groups, so each group has testing, and then each group has, you know, drills and one-on-ones. You really get a chance to see these guys all day um, instead of just being, you know, seeing them in games may be a little bit more important, but being able to see them test and then see how that, you know, kind of plays into the rest that they get and, and the drills that they're in. Uh, it's a really it's a really fun event to go to. All right. And I was surprised to see 24-7 in that top 10 list for 2025 SMU sitting there at 10. And I get how these things work. A lot of times it's on quantity of players and all, but it was kind of impressive to see that because, uh, you know, it's kind of like who doesn't belong, and it's like, whoa, okay, SMU's, you know, getting at least pretty aggressive. I would think Baylor needs to be extremely aggressive, 2025-26. It sounds like from listening to you, they are doing that. Just for 2025, does it seem like Baylor's ahead of the game because – from a rating standpoint, I wouldn't say this 2024 class blew anybody away. Although, you know, maybe like this freshman class they just had 2023, maybe they'll end up feeling great about some of the players they did land. What is it? Are they being very aggressive in these 2025 and 26? Is it sort of almost a renewed focus that you're sensing? You know, Matt, about two weeks ago, I would have told you that Baylor was far behind the curve of where they really, you know, needed to be in 2025 recruiting, um, especially looking about looking at, you know, how they did it this past cycle, kind of getting guys early um, and making sure that the guys that they wanted knew that, you know, that they were wanted. Uh, but in the last few weeks, they, they've really stepped it up. Jamin Brown uh, from Alabama committed yesterday. That was a guy who they had seen in late November um, and Eric Mateos was kind of fell in love with and, Kapilovich just came over and, and, and made sure that they got that done before uh, he gets more offers. And, you know, I got a chance to take a look at his film last night, and 
like the same with me, blown away. So I wouldn't be surprised to see that be a guy like Baylor saw in this last cycle where they have to compete up until, up until signing day. Uh, other than Jamin, you know, Ashton Jones uh, from my neck of the woods out in Houston at Shadow Creek. Uh, Adam Schobel. Schobel is, is kind of the key to this class. Uh, okay. Quarterback from Columbus, we've got him in, in the top 24-7. Uh, that'll be a guy who kind of decides what this class will look like. Uh, he recruited Ashton Jones. Uh, you know, Dallas Baker and, and Coach Aranda, uh, they were all wanting him, but Schobel was, was kind of adamant on getting him. Uh, and they fended off some, some pretty good programs. I mean, uh, you know, Houston was still in there until the end, Vanderbilt. Uh, so they're, they're getting guys over Power 5 programs. Um, it's just that point in the cycle where they have to decide who they want the most and then kind of, you know, filter out the guys that they're not super high on. Uh, so we'll see here in the next few weeks how aggressive they get. Um, but as you know, you know, they, they made a lot of staff changes mm-hmm. in, in hopes of, you know, ramping up recruiting. The 2024 cycle was not where they wanted it to be. Uh, they're still fighting for, for Alex Foster, defensive lineman out of Mississippi, and this cycle was being pursued by Texas. Um, so with Keenan Hall, with Jake Favreau, who, who just picked up Ashton Hawkins out of the transfer portal from Texas State, uh, with a few other guys, Kapilovich, uh, I think it's going to be a much different recruiting, you know, experience than what we saw over the last few months. Um, and they're hoping that, you know, that means better. What about Ashton Hawkins? Um, and we're talking to Will Turboff, recruiting writer, 24-7 sports. And, uh, and again, you can follow him at, at Baylor Bears 24-7 or at Will Turboff, and that's T-U-R-B-O-F-F. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm all for getting anybody from Texas State after what they did to Baylor last year. And I even looked it up. I think he just had... I thought everybody had like 100-yard games against Baylor uh, in that game, but Ashton had like six catches, 58 yards. I do remember him, though, because he's a shifty guy, speed-type guy. Uh, They certainly need more speed and breakaway threats. You know, you can't just have Baldwin and, and, you know, that be it. I think they've got a few that are starting to hopefully emerge. What about Ashton Hawkins from DeSoto, Texas, coming over from Texas State? Not a big guy but certainly a, a speed option. Yeah, you're right. Not a big guy. Uh, this is a guy who, over the last few years, kind of went under the radar. I mean, completely went under the radar as a high school recruit. Didn't have any offers. Uh, he went to Cisco College, uh, JUCO, for a year, and then ended up at Texas State. I, I'm a, a personal big fan of, of Bastion. Uh, had a chance to talk to his one of his coaches at DeSoto, uh, and he said the same things, you know, that you're saying. He's he's got these huge hands. That's the main thing. He can bring everything down. And boy, he's he's very shifty uh, and a speedy guy, like you said. So I don't think Hawkins will be the last receiver they get out of the transfer portal. They're hoping maybe Lejante Wester from FIU, maybe Mikey Matthews from Utah, uh, maybe Skylar Bell from from Wisconsin. Uh, they had a lot of receivers on campus over the last few days. Uh, and while Hawkins was, you know, one of the top priorities, they're still hoping to get a couple more guys. Wait, remind me on Mikey Matthews because I do know his name out of Utah. What's his deal? I haven't actually had a chance to see the film on that one. Just been so busy with uh, with yeah. you know, online stuff and, and All American Bowl. Uh, but I know he's uh, kind of a, a hot prospect in, in the portal. They got a lot of teams going after him. 
Uh, he was a guy that was pretty highly recruited out of high school, too. So I think that would be one of the bigger gets. Uh, not the same mm. type of player as, as Hawkins, uh, but he's got that speed and, and uh, you know, would be another great addition to the team. I like the name. I like Mikey Matthews. He did he did go to Cal recently on a visit, so we'll see if the Bears um, could land him. Obviously, they're just getting Spavital from Cal. I thought they might even be more active in the portal considering – you know, um, Randa said he wasn't active enough in the past. Last year they did bring in, I don't know, 12 to 13 players. So far, I think as you detailed, only four, but they're trying to get more. What about uh, uh, from Ohio? Well, they've loved these uh, Mac players. they got the quarterback Finn from Toledo out of the Ohio Bobcats, uh, Kurt Daniker. I mean, that picture that they put out of him, scary i mean at least he looks scary you know he's got a he's a massive dude what is um when you've kind of turned on the film or been reading and reporting on daniker uh what stands out about him yeah i mean daniker more than anything is going to be a leader for this team especially for the offensive line you know he started for the last two years at ohio um and like you said he's a scary looking guy he's got that long hair he's got the beard uh, just like you said, the graphic with, with the Bears on it, uh, you know, it just gives you that feel that he's going to be one of those guys that, uh, you know, bring you back a little bit. Old school type of uh, just run your nose into the ground, big pancake guy. It's, his film's pretty nice looking. Uh, so I'm really excited about Daniker. Had a chance to talk to him a couple days ago and, you know, seems like a great guy. Not as scary as he does in that picture. And Daquan Finn. Man, this is a guy who originally I did not think was going to be their, you know, their focus in terms of, of quarterbacks up until a couple days before he committed. It seemed like maybe Malik Murphy was going to be that guy. Uh, there were a couple others, and, and it seems like Finn is, is their number one. Um, it's going to be a battle in the season, but he put up some incredible sets at Toledo last year, mm-hmm. uh, did the same in 22. He can run. He can throw it as far as he wants. Uh, you know, if you're not excited about this guy because he went to Toledo, check the film because he's he's real special. Or like watch basketball, watch Ray J. You know, some of the players Baylor's brought in, like Ray J. Dennis, uh, he came from Toledo. I mean, you know, some of these guys they bring in are incredible. And we've seen it at all. We've seen it at, at a lot of different teams in college football. Um, did you get to take a peek? at some of these at this uh, combine or even the week of practices. You were there for a few days. Like, I'm fascinated with these quarterbacks that were in that game, that All-American game in this 2024 class. Hoss Haney had interest in Baylor. They did offer him. They were a little late, uh, honestly, to the game. He he really liked Baylor, but his parents are both TCU. Uh, Dad played football there. His mom played basketball and ran track, so they had a – they had the inroads on him. Uh, DeMond, the kid going to Arizona. Uh, Marcus Davila was playing in that game. Uh, Lagway got the Gatorade Player of the Year, did not play in that game. But of all those quarterbacks you watched, who stood out and who do you think is going to have some uh, big impacts? Because you see TCU, they've got people leaving. Chandler left the program. I mean, I, I just think, and again, I'm, I know the family really well, and so I've watched Hoss Haney grow up. He... He's become a monster, uh, what he did at Alito. The only thing holding him back was that teams weren't in love with his size. But obviously, TCU uh, got got by that. What did you think of those quarterbacks that you were around there in San Antonio? 
Yeah, I love that you brought up Hosseini. I've known him uh, for a couple of years, kind of dating back to when I was covering Nebraska for, for 24-7 sports. Um, I'm just in love with this game. I think he's uh, TCU is going to be the perfect spot for him. Uh, like you said, he's, he's not you know huge. He's not the prototype. Uh, but, boy, he can sling it, and he can run with the ball too. Uh, same thing with Trey Owens, who's going to Texas. And, and that's not a guy who's gotten a lot of hype. He's, he's kind of been thought of as, like, the guy that, you know, Texas could offer and get no matter what, you know, didn't have to try. But this is a great football player. Uh, he's got those Texas ties. Um, I think, you know, there's a chance he gets lost in the shuffle there, kind of with the with the quarterback mm-hmm. count that they're going to have between, between Arch Manning and, you know, cool possibly Quinn for another year and KJ Lacey coming in next year. Uh, but Trey Owens, I mean, he's not an afterthought and he will be a guy that should, you know, probably get a look at Texas at some point. Walker White that's going to Auburn uh, has one of the biggest arms uh, that I've seen at that game and, and really any game. Uh, he, you know, he's got an arm like what, like yours almost. Um, he can just like, I'm mm-hmm. saying the same thing, but these guys can sling it and, and White is kind of the prototype. Uh, I think Auburn has a lot to be excited for with, with the guys they're bringing in, and it starts with Walker White. Yeah, and Baylor offered him, too, and he obviously picked Auburn. I remember watching his set probably on 24-7. I was watching that, and they announced that. He, he announced he was going to Auburn at one point. I, Will, I used to not be as into that, and now I have to say, because of all of what you all do and You'll cover it really well, but I do end up watching those shows, those announcements. I'm just like, why am I doing this on whatever random afternoon? But it's hard not to get into it. And Baylor's got to – I honestly, I think they just have to show more conviction. And I don't even mind who they offered in that 24 quarterback. It's like if you think this kid's a legacy and you like him, okay, offer him, the Bennett kid. Um, you know, and don't wait around for everybody else. They, they Baylor and TCU waited for Haney – to pick a school and he picks duke and then it's like oh wait i guess we ought to offer this kid and then tcu obviously lands him i mean you know if you really like a kid and maybe they were early to the game on showable which which is great you know have some conviction offer the kid not wait for everybody else to do it do you agree with that my thought process on that oh i, I completely agree and i think um you know it's it's probably hurt them in the last few years to to wait, and it's just a, a change in, in the way that you have to run things. You know, when you're the Big 12 champion and you're the best team in Texas, you don't really have to worry about being the first. Uh, you don't have to worry about making those relationships when guys are in eighth grade or, you know, in their freshman year. And now you're at a point where you're having losing seasons and, you know, the entire staff doesn't have a lot of security. Um, so you have to be in early on those guys. And like I said, they're bringing in Keenan Hall. They're bringing in Spavdol. They're bringing in guys that have success recruiting. Uh, and those guys know you have to get in as early as you can. Once you see a guy that you like, you don't have to offer him. Uh, but you go in, you, you get to know his coaches, you get to know his parents, and that's where it all starts. It's just, it's just the relationships. When you preach player over person like they do, uh, they know that comes with the territory, and they're already doing a great job of it with this new staff. All right. Well, hey, man, it was fun having you on. Uh, who do you have in the game tonight? Uh, I'll have you pick against the line. It opened at four and a half. I need to look and see if it's what the latest is. But uh, um, I'll, I'll ask you to pick against the line and straight up um, in this uh, 
in this national title game tonight. Which way are you leaning? I got to tell you, I'm taking I'm taking Washington outright. I mean, uh, I'm never going to bet against uh, Phoenix in in my life uh, after after the Sugar Bowl, and I think they're going to get it done here. I think Harbaugh maybe has some other things on his mind too, so we'll see about that. Yeah, you may have studied down there in Austin, so you may have. Uh, you always the the team that beats you, you uh, you always want to root for. I've remembered that over the years, uh, and uh, and you want them to go on and and win it. So that'll be good. Will, that was uh, good stuff. I appreciate it. I reserve the right to call on you in the future and uh, keep us updated on all this. 2025 and 26. It sounds so far away. And yet, boy, people love this stuff. They cannot get enough of it. And even that Jamin Brown, there I was reading, you got got him on the phone and got to visit with him, and people love that kind of stuff. So keep up the good work and uh, look forward to meeting you in person. Yeah, thank you, man. I'm looking forward to coming back on soon. All right, there he goes, Will Turboff from uh, 24-7 Sports. And he was down there at that combine watching all those future uh, college players and uh, Aaron I got to say that was uh, I watched some of that all-american game uh, the Under Armour all-american game the other day and and what and I liked you know the seeing some of the players in that game but I also liked they would have the players make their announcements and they had a like a special little area over there for them and they would stand with all their families and so they, there'd be a break in the action or during one of the timeouts or end of a quarter, they would go over there and go, okay, so-and-so's going to make his choice now. And they would have three caps there, and then they would make the big announcement. And um, I, I thought it was kind of fun. I, I have to say, I, I cannot recall in the past really stopping down for that game. But, boy, NBC does a nice job on that game. And uh, I really enjoyed it. And uh, Will was there and uh, do it does a nice job. Aaron, I'm afraid he did too good of a job. You know who will be calling him now. You know, we'll never get to have Will on again. <laughs> so, uh, Will, we enjoyed having you. But now, now of course, uh, anytime we have people on the air, um, some, other, some other group tries to come after them. Let's hope 24-7 uh, Tim Watkins and his crew dig in and pay Will the big money. All right, it's the uh, it's the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, Campus Confidential, coming up at 440. And uh, the Bears, men and women, are moving in the right direction in the top 25. We'll bring you the latest on that, Campus Confidential. But next, let's do some more NFL, and we'll talk Cowboys, as we now know when the Cowboys will play, and who they will play in the wild card playoff game. That's next. Nikki Collin and the Bears on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women on the road in Big 12 play this Wednesday, headed to Kansas to take on the Jayhawks. 6 p.m. for the countdown to tip-off. 6.30 tip-off Wednesday. Tune into Baylor Women's Basketball with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman all season long on ESPN Central Texas. Jeff Hunter Toyota has been part of the Waco community for over 30 years. I'm Amy Hunter, and we believe in its people, and we honor its history. We're proud to call Waco home. That's why we support the Baylor Bears, 
lend a hand to Fuzzy Friends Rescue, and aid the Waco Goodfellas. We also believe in hard work, the value of a dollar, and providing a quality product. That's what you'll find every day when you shop at Jeff Hunter Toyota. Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. Whether it's a problem with your debit card or just a simple question, things always seem to come up when your bank is closed. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you have access to a real, live, local person who can resolve issues and answer questions from 6 to 8.30 every morning or from 5 to 10 o'clock every evening. Bank different, bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. You've been sidelined by joint pain. It's time to meet the Coriel Health MVPs of orthopedics located right here in Central Texas. Dr. Lance Ellis, Dr. Jacob Battle, Coriel Health Sports Certified Orthopedic Physician Team Specialized in Sports Medicine and Total Hip and Knee Replacement. Don't let joint pain keep you on the bench. Get back in the game. Make the play call to Coriel Health Orthopedic today. 254-483-KNEE. That's 254-483-KNEE. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. La Fiesta, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. You can order any of the delish Tex-Mex food online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient from the La Fiesta family to yours have a happy new year don't miss the all-new belt and premier gun show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only hundreds of tables of guns knives ammo and accessories whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun knife or military collection they have what you're looking for visit their website beltandgunshow.com or call 817-732-1194 the Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. 
It is the Matt Mosley Show. ESPN Central Texas. Aaron Sexton alongside. Boy, Aaron, the Bears, uh, we'll get back into Cowboys. Cowboys uh, will host the Packers. Packers come in at 9-8. and eight. They got a hot quarterback right now. He's rolling. But the Cowboys do, too. He's thrown for uh, uh, Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott 36 touchdowns. All right? And he vowed to get his interceptions down. He's done it. He had one tipped ball the other day that went for an INT. Aaron, that's pretty shocking, though, what the Packers quarterback has uh, we'll get more as we get into the 5 o'clock hour. We'll share with you more. We've had firings. We've had stuff happening in uh, in the NFL. But Jordan Love, and I, I, Aaron, I don't think we knew what he was going to become, and we still don't totally know, but he's on a roll, and they got it to 9-8. and eight. They beat the Bears yesterday 17-9, to nine, and he's now thrown for 32 touchdowns and 11 interceptions, his, I mean, it's, it's kind of like his rookie season. Obviously, he didn't play in his r- true rookie season uh, behind Aaron Rodgers. Wow. I mean, Aaron, what, this is pretty amazing. I, I Again, we, th- we didn't know what he would do. We didn't know what Trey Lance would do when he came in to San Fran. He's now on the Cowboys roster, kind of a forgotten man. But you got to hand it to LaFleur in what they do in Green Bay. And, Aaron, just because you're a fantasy player is the only reason most people listening to us right now, even big-time football, love talking NFC, love talking about the Cowboys, would be hard-pressed to name a bunch of the Packers wide receivers. Why is that? Well, it's because they've only come into the organization in the last year or two. These are not people that have been around for a long time. These are rookies. These are second-year players, and they are not names. They are not household names across the league. In fact, Aaron, just kind of getting ready for today and looking at yesterday and the and the matchup, I was like, wait, who? Who is this? Like, even their tight ends. We have in our mind over the years, oh, the Packers, they have this guy, they have this guy, Mercedes Lewis. I mean, you know, we, we've known who their tight ends are. These are not names, but, again, they're being – very highly productive. We know their running back, Aaron Jones, uh, and even their backup running back, Aaron, is a uh, is a well-known name. So they have two uh, running backs we kind of know. But, uh, Aaron, I would have to say this receiving core has stepped up in a big way. And who would you say is their most well-known wide receiver? I mean, obviously, they're, they're a great wide receiver, now plays for – the Raiders, uh, who would be considered the biggest household name on the Packers in terms of their pass catchers? Oh, they don't have one. I mean, they're all – I know them, like mm. you said. There's Romeo Dobbs, okay. a second-year player. Jaden Reed's a rookie who's been their best receiver. Yeah. And another rookie, yeah. Tavian Wicks, has been pretty good, but they've all been yeah. banged up pretty much all year. Wicks had a – Touchdown, I think, in that game yesterday. Reed, the name you mentioned. Boy, he's put up tremendous numbers. There was one guy that I remember playing with Rodgers who's still on the roster that I thought, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember him. But, boy, everybody else has kind of moved on. Or, you know, obviously, any anybody that Rodgers wanted, the Jets got him. Well, Rodgers, Aaron, they, 
I've never seen an organization more in love with a player who's played like one snap or two snaps this season. I mean, he they they named him the man of the year on the team. <laughs> whatever their courage award is or whatever, like it's him. They announced it was him. And today I saw one headline where it's like Rogers says the the BS has to end. <laughs> Golly. I mean, half of the BS comes from him. I mean, he's out there, you know, trying to, uh, you know, again, I stay out of all this political stuff and, oh, man, this person's on the Epstein list and this person is because the truth is, boy, they're people all, you know, and, and, and boy, he, but there's Aaron Rodgers throwing out. And then, of course, uh, Kimmel comes back at him and threatens to sue. He's throwing out Jimmy Kimmel. He's going to show up on the Epstein list. And Kimmel came back at him hardcore and, you know, looking into suing him. And meanwhile, um, what's our guy's name, Aaron, our sleeveless guy? You know, McAfee, Pat McAfee, he's out there. You know, have he and, and, and McAfee, Aaron, even since we were doing the show the other day, McAfee's been on there ripping people at ESPN. Who thought this was going to be a great idea? Bring the guy who loves to cuss. And say crazy stuff. ESPN cannot understand what it wants. Like Stephen A., that's what you, I mean, you know, that's someone that people love to hate. That's, I mean, for the most part, see, that's safe, though. Because Stephen A. is a great entertainer. Love him, hate him. You have some opinion on him. McAfee is an entertainer who likes to set everything on fire and cuss a lot. And ESPN thought that'd be a great idea. I mean, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. I mean, it's just like wake up and 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 pick people who actually fit your culture. My gosh, I mean, it's just like I don't. They want to take these shortcuts, and then they just get these people that they don't. It doesn't fit. Now, Aaron, I mean, Saturday afternoon, I was praying to the heavens, just just help us get out of Stillwater alive. Is there any way, Lord, we're about to lose this game to a bad OSU team? Would you is there just some way you could you could just help us out and get us on past this one? I gotta say, Aaron, Oklahoma State does have a big man who's good. Brandon Garrison, he was seven for seven from the field, six for six from the free throw line, eight rebounds, twenty points. They got a big man. They got him a big man at Oklahoma State. I don't know. I think he's like some kind of McDonald's All-American. I didn't know they brought somebody in like that. I hadn't paid any attention. And all of a sudden, I'm like, wait, who is this? It's like 6'11", 7-foot, just dominant big man. They're center. And, of course, the Bears have a dominant uh, big man. I mean, they list him at forward. He's a center. Uh, Eve Meese, at least the box score I'm looking at, has him as a forward. Come on, he plays center. Um, wow, he's awesome, too. He had 10, 10 rebounds, 13 points, and they had to bail out on a day when Walter was having a horrible shooting day. The Bears, Aaron, the Bears, here's what, the Bears took 73 shots in that game. 20 more shots. They fired off 20 more shots in Oklahoma State, and they still barely got out of there alive in overtime. Thank goodness Oklahoma State couldn't shoot threes either. Bears were two for 15. They're one of the best three-point shooting teams in the country. 
They were two for 15 from three-point range. And uh, Oklahoma State was four for 20. I mean, they weren't much better. Bryce Thompson, awful shooting day. He's supposed to be their best player. Now, Javon Small, I like him. Good player. Good player for Oklahoma State. Had 17. He and the big man combined for 37 points. So part of it was OSU's not quite as bad as we thought they were, and Baylor played poorly. Shot the ball horribly. Defended okay. I don't want to act like they defended great because I don't think they did. But they got out of there with a win, and thank goodness for, let's see who bailed them out. Langston bailed them out. Langston Love came off the bench, had his usual 17 points in the game, and then uh, Ray J uh, down the stretch. They're down Aaron, I'm trying to think, it was like 70 to 66. Let me see the final score. 70 to 66, something like that, 70 64. Um, it may have been 60 to 50. Anyway, they're down by four with like a minute to go, and Ray J pulls up and hit and gets a four point play. Wow. And ties the game up. And, and then they were able to go on. And, and honestly, he should have won the game, had a great look at it. Now, I, I got to ask Scott about this at some point when he comes on with us this week. I was trying to get him on today. I um, I don't know why he's not he – do, he doesn't like using timeouts. Like most coaches go the opposite way, and sometimes they overcoach it at the end of games. But Scott had two timeouts left in regulation. And, again, the guys won a national title. I don't want to be on here like, oh, man, Mosley's questioning Scott. I just didn't, I didn't quite understand it. It's balls out of bounds. It wasn't in transition, and they're going to take the ball in with like 15 seconds left in regulation. It seemed like an automatic timeout. Scott's like, nah, nah, just play it, just play it. Now, again, part of that was maybe he just didn't want to have give Oklahoma State time to set up their defense and prepare. I I just did not – I don't normally see coaches in the regulation with two timeouts in their pocket. It just was interesting Scott just wasn't calling timeouts late. And, uh, and again, I, <laughs> I'm just so used to coaches taking – in the NBA, it's like there's some use it or lose it. Coaches do not. Now, they might, you might save a timeout in case you need to advance the ball and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you, you might save one. Scott saved two for no – again, I just didn't understand it. Um, it was uh, – but it was interesting. And um, the Bears, again, we got to get our man Jacoby. And here we can talk about it more in the 5 o'clock hour. we got to get our man Jacoby. Um, he had, at the very end, he has a monster rebound, and he has the basically the game-winning steal. That, that saved the Bears at the end of overtime. And then they're able – and he had a couple of free throws that were big. I – I don't know. This team goes through. I thought this team was going to be better about not going through those droughts. And this can't. This is so far a bit of a drought team on offense. And Ray J can go get you a bucket. You would totally think Walter could, but man, they when they needed a bucket in the second half, one one thing they did was they got the ball to Meesey. Um 
Jay Jacoby has a lot of pressure on him because he's this he's this McDonald's All American. He's gonna be great, and he's probably gonna be a top five lottery pick. But he's not. He doesn't fill it up quite like Keontae did. Keontae last year before he got hurt. I mean, there were games, man, he was 25 or 30 points. I'm not saying Jacoby's not capable of that. It's just Jacoby <clears throat> Jacoby gets himself into some bad shooting games, and it's it's probably happening more than I thought it was going to happen. And he's got to – they've got to get him better shots. He's got to be willing to drive and draw contact and get to the line. I think he's at his best – when he's getting to the line, at least taking about six free throws. He was two for two, and he he didn't get those free throws till the very end of the game. Jacoby's so gifted that he's got to go in there and draw fouls and get to the line. And I certainly didn't see enough of that in that game. All right, it is time for Campus Confidential. That is next. Baylor Bear Basketball, all season long, here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears host the BYU Cougars in their Big 12 home opener Tuesday in Foster Pavilion. 7.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 8 p.m. tip-off Tuesday. Join Baylor Athletics Hall of Famer Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, for Baylor Bear Basketball, right here on ESPN Central Texas. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Hey folks, Jared Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'd like to thank everyone that supports JTC and that our family values your business. Our new inventory is growing daily and our used car inventory is stacking high. So give us the opportunity to earn your business with transparency and zero hidden fees. So give us a call, 254-840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We treat you like family. Find new roads. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Don't miss the all-new Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. 
Hundreds of tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection, they have what you're looking for. Visit their website, BeltonGunShow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Han, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at mytotaloffice.com. Hey, Central Texas, it's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale, modern-looking feel. Also have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, local beer, and organic wine. Open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best. Element Waco Hotel. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley in uh, about 520 or 525 today. We'll let you hear a little bit. We had a live report today from Houston with uh, J.D. Paquel from On3 Sports. Man, he's been all over this stuff and uh, has really become a, a nice uh, up-and-coming uh, uh, college football voice. And uh, J.D. cut his teeth right here in Waco. was over with the Sikkim folks over on their, on their uh, deal. But uh, he was just a guy I took an interest in and really enjoyed and and, uh, in fact, at one point was interested in working for us here at ESPN Central Texas, but uh, has moved on and, and doing a great job. So we'll hear a little bit of him in the 5 o'clock hour. But, Aaron, as we uh, and we want to thank uh, Jim Turner Chevrolet. Wow, what a job they do out in McGregor. And, uh, boy, these, these start of the year, some of the deals they have, some of the uh, certainly – some of those 2024, and boy, we're talking whoa, pretty soon here, Aaron. We'll be talking about these 2025s, but uh, some great stuff coming out of there. But we love having them be a part of Campus Confidential, one of the most listened-to segments of the day. Aaron, a lot of stuff with national title being today. Where are you, uh, where are you starting? Well, we'll start. There's a football game today. We'll talk mm-hmm. about that. Washington. And Michigan, both 14-0 and undefeated meet in the CFP National Championship game tonight. It's a 6.30 kick, or around there, probably closer to around 6.40, but 6.30 broadcast time 
on ESPN TV and right here on ESPN Central Texas. Well, I mean, it, it's a it's going to be fun. I like having this game on our air. I like watching it. Um, I I think uh, Michael Penix Jr. has ended up being the best college football player in the country. Uh, I, I love what he's done at Washington. I know uh, he just it, in the biggest moments. I've watched him now twice against Oregon. Watched him in the uh, in the semifinal game. I mean, he just delivers. He threw for over 400 yards against Texas. I think the one thing you got to watch for tonight is that Michigan has a much better pass rush than Texas, and they have a better secondary. So uh, those things go hand in hand. I think they'll do more things to get after Penix and try to get him off his spot. But even when Texas was able to get some of those uh, great Byron Murphy and others uh, rolling through there. This guy is great at stepping aside uh, and then throwing to those unbelievable wide receivers. And uh, Adunzi's the kid I love. And I, I just, again, I for my money, he is just as good, if not better, than Marvin Harrison Jr. Because to me, everybody in the building knows where Penix Jr. is trying to go. And this kid's so great at wide receiver. I thought JD put it well, Aaron, because like what he it's one of the rare times you usually say like the quarterback elevates the wide receiver. In this case, it's about even. It's about a wide receiver who goes up and makes so many plays for this quarterback that it's kind of a 50-50 deal. A lot of the success is because of the quarterback, but a ton of it is because of the wide receiver. And he's really become my favorite receiver in college football. Roma Dunzi, you'll get to see him tonight as uh, as Washington takes on Michigan. And Aaron, I'm <clears throat> has the line moved any? I, I, I just keep seeing four and a half. I did since the start. I I just again I'm not putting actual money on this and I don't think it's I think I have to tell you all that because I don't love it when announcers make all these picks, but they're not putting their own money up. I think you should know. Uh, but I will tell you, if I were going to put some uh, money up on this, I would pick Washington to cover. I I have a hard time. I want to pick Washington straight up, but I'm having a difficult time with that. But I will, I, if you, I'm saying they cover the four and a half. Aaron, which way are you leaning on this? Same. I think they went out right. And it's uh, actually, it's moved today. It's been four and a half pretty much since the game was, since we knew who was going to be in the game. And it has uh, jumped up to five and a half. It usually means sharp money on the Wolverine. All right. Um, and all boy. the public money, like I think 75 or 78% is going towards Washington. So public loves those underdogs. Yeah. Golly, that thing's gotten to five and a half. Is this the time, Aaron? I need to, I need to jump back in. <laughs> I, I was thinking the same thing. I was looking at Caesars, DraftKings. That's very interesting, Aaron, because I'm I'm seeing, uh, I'm seeing like 
DraftKings and Caesars at five even, and FanDuel has gone up to five and a half. Boy, if I could get five and a half, I would. But again, they're begging for it. They're begging for it. I mean, could Michigan, <coughs> let's remember, again, this is a different style of football. Big Ten, massive up front. I and mean, Washington has a good O-line, don't get me wrong. But this is a different brand of football than what they saw against Texas and what they've seen against the Pac-12. This is a smash mouth, try to wear you out, run quorum like crazy. Um, I mean, what, what Washington can't let happen is this be a, like a low-scoring affair. Because if that happens, that's Michigan's game. That's Michigan's game. But if this gets into a track meet, boy, I don't like McCarthy and the Wolverines in that deal. Aaron, we're going to hear that hell to the victors tonight. We'll be hearing that famous <laughs> Michigan. But, I mean, most of America is rooting against Michigan. Oh, absolutely. Like, I, I always kind of liked – I mean, I just – Harbaugh was such an odd character that I kind of liked him for being so quirky, and you have to respect how great a coach he's been. But the way he's acted – in the way it looks like he's cut corners and cheated. And, of course, he'll he'll escape. I mean, he'll be the new coach of the Patriots or he'll be the new coach of somebody. He'll be – he and Herbert will team up and he'll be the Chargers coach or whoever. He'll move on from Michigan after this, believe me. And Michigan will be stuck cleaning up the mess when the NCAA finally gets around to hammering them. And Harbaugh will be long gone. Hard to root for Harbaugh. Really is. Um, now, not that hard. I mean, like, I like some players on that team. Aaron, I like Roman Wilson, um, the, the the receiver slash kind of scat back, whatever you'd call him. Kind of, I mean, he does a little bit of everything, kind of a flanker. They got another little guy that they'll run out there in, in pass coverage that I like. Um, I like McCarthy. I like the quarterback. I think he's a pretty good dude. Um, you know, I how much did players know about the cheating scandal? I don't know. In, in time, stuff will leak out. You know, it seemed mostly a coaching thing, and I don't. I don't. I have a hard time totally blaming the players. But Aaron, that guy, I can't now think how to say his name. That one guy we mentioned, that uh, Nickelback. For uh, for uh, the cornerback for Michigan, wow, wow, he is good. All right, Aaron, continue, sir. The director, uh, the executive director of the college football playoffs, Bill Hancock, said today that he has contacted the FBI in response to threats that he said were directed at himself, CFP staff members, and selection committee members following the years this year's controversial exclusion of undefeated ACC champ Florida State Hancock declined to say specifically what the CFP had done to protect committee members and staff but said it had taken quote taken steps since selection day on December 3rd after excluding the first undefeated power five champion in the CFP era Hancock said some committee and staff members received threats at their homes and offices and all of them received quote Disgusting, profanity-laced emails and phone calls. 
Well, that's the least surprising story we've uh, gotten today, Aaron, that people would get angry. And, 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 and again, what's hard ever to know when people can hide behind whatever, whether it be email or on social media, I, it's hard to know what's real and what's not. Usually it's just tough guy kind of stuff. I used to have people I worked with in radio, some of them are at ESPN now, in fact, that would overdo that, Aaron, and, like, try to claim that, oh, they'd pick somebody else and they got death threats. And it, to me, that was, like, made up, whatever. But this was this this did cross the line. I, I, I kind of think Florida State just getting hammered in that bowl game and kind of humbled and embarrassed, and now they're suing the ACC and blaming the ACC. I think some of that's calmed down. Um, I don't know why on a huge day like this, Aaron, you would feel compelled as Bill Hancock. And I like him, by the way. He's a great guy. Like, he, he's got a thankless job in some ways, but he's a great dude, great man. But I... I don't really understand why you would share that, right? Like, uh, I mean, you want the whole focus to be on the game, not the FBI looking into some idiots out there with death threats. Um, I, to me, that's a little strange. Good news for Washington ahead of tonight's game. Star tailback Dylan Johnson has been limited in practice this week after suffering multiple injuries during the Sugar Bowl says he's, quote, ready to rock and roll for tonight's CFP National Championship game against Michigan. Johnson acknowledged he would not be 100% for the game and said he's been dealing with multiple injuries in the final minute of the Sugar Bowl. He was dragged to the ground by Texas defensive lineman Mm -hmm. Alfred Collins and Johnson both bruised his left knee and aggravated a lingering foot injury. But despite not being 100%, we'll be ready to go for tonight's National Championship game. (laughs) Aaron, that was almost the greatest tackle in University of Texas history. <laughs> you know, putting that – I mean, he didn't – and obviously I don't think the guy intended to hurt him, but that guy being on the ground allowed Texas to roll down the field and almost win that game. Here's a Mosley prediction, Aaron. This is uh, – you know how they do that on NBA, mm-hmm. you know, our, our great show on TNT. If you've got a post-it note there, Aaron – Put this on a post-it note. Dylan, what's our man's name? Dylan Johnson, the running back from Washington. Um, he will have five touches or, or fewer. Five touches or fewer in this game. A Mosley prediction. There are some prop bets that are interesting out there, and I did see one, Aaron, that I thought was kind of interesting. The, the tight end slash H-back for Washington, I believe his name is, wait, is he for Washington? Who's the player, Who who's Westover? Um, I think he's from, I'm now getting my games mixed up, and I'm making sure uh, he's not, he's not on the other side. I think he's a, I think he's a Washington. There's a, there's a, a player named Westover in this game. I think it's number 37 for Washington. Yeah, it is. Um, Aaron, the prop bet on him is the 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 over-under is 
two and a half catches. I, I take the over on that. If, you, if you're out there looking for prop bets on FanDuel or wherever you like to bet, take the over. I think Westover, I think they got to get the ball out a little quicker in this game, and I really like him. So I think that I think that over under is two and a half. If you can find that somewhere, take the over on that. I don't know what the over under is on Odunzi catches. I just know he catches a ton of footballs. I mean, I li- listen. Whatever it is, if you can, if you see it as eight, take the over. I mean, that would be a huge over under. But he does it every single game. He's unbelievable. The amount of catches he has. Aaron, he's almost C.D. Lamb-like. <laughs> How about that? I mean, C.D. Has, break, has broken all sorts of records for the Cowboys, and I think one of those is uh, the team record for catches in a season. I don't know. Did he get yardage for the Cowboys? He's got to have the Cowboys single season record. I think he already had that a couple of weeks ago. So catches and most yardage in a single season. And, of course, he is about to get paid in a huge way. Both he, Micah, and Dak will all be looking for paydays. Of course, they could franchise any of those players. I think CDs uh, has – he's a first-round pick, so he may have another year left on his rookie deal. But at some point, you could start thinking about uh, franchising. Same thing with Micah, by the way. Um, but CD, CD came in a year before Micah, didn't he? I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron, what else do you have for Campus Confidential? UAP Top 25 polls are out for basketball on the women's side. South Carolina still number one, 34 out of 35 first, first place votes, followed by UCLA, Iowa at three. And the Baylor women are back in the top five. They jump from six to four. Colorado rounds out the top five. Also in the poll, Texas is 10, Kansas State is 12, and that does it. Oh, and West Virginia is 24 as far as Big 12 teams in the top 25. Well, TCU fell out after, well, they get a couple of losses, certainly lost to the Bears, got run out of the building in the second half. And Aaron, a note on South Carolina played somebody in a, Oh, Mississippi State. And they played at South Carolina, Columbia, South Carolina. Aaron, I looked at the attendance yesterday. That place holds eighteen or 19,000. I think the attendance was like 17. It was like 90% full for, a, for a, you know, one of the early conference games on a Sunday afternoon with all kinds of, you know, NFL stuff going on. That's just awesome. That is incredible. That the Gamecocks, that crowd that they show up for that women's team like that, that is incredible. Only happens at a few places. They'll kind of do that at Iowa State. They'll certainly show up big time at UConn. Would love to see the Bears do that. Um, and they have in the past. They're not quite there right now, although with a new arena, maybe maybe they'll turn that thing into a huge home court advantage. But, uh, Aaron, what are the, what's the best female 
attendance in the country, if you had to guess. Those that I mentioned, I would say Iowa. LSU's gotten huge now because LSU's so good. Is that, you know, I leave anybody else out? I think Texas is pretty good. Yeah, no, I think K-State probably pretty good. Women's attendance. I think if I were if I were an Oklahoma State fan, I would rather see the women play than the men. I really would. Unfortunately, the men just aren't that good. Yeah, according to an on three article, South Carolina and Iowa were the top two teams in women's college basketball in attendance last year. Yeah, and we know Nebraska will show up for like women's volleyball. So you'd have to think if they're any good at all that uh, fans will show up to watch them. I actually think Nebraska men's basketball is not that bad this year. They beat a couple of teams that stand out. All right, sir, what else? Another women's college basketball news. More bad news for TCU. Got their first loss of the year last week to the Baylor women, and they lose their best player for an indefinite amount of time. TCU senior Sedona Prince mm. out indefinitely after breaking her finger. Expected to return to the court before the end of the regular season. Awful. So not a season ending, but a big blow for TCU yeah. as they lose their best player. The 6'7 center had previously played two seasons at Oregon before transferring this spring to TCU and leading them to an undefeated record before their game against the Baylor women last week. She's great, and um, I hate that because she's had other injuries and had to sit out a whole season at one point. And um, – and I tell you what, we'll catch you up on uh, that men's top 25. We'll do that and talk a little bit about as we start looking ahead at the Green Bay Packers coming in. Of course, we'll have that game 3.30 uh, kickoff right here on ESPN Central Texas on Sunday afternoon. Lots of excitement on the way. And then we'll also hear from J.D. Paquel uh, with a live report from Houston getting you ready for tonight's national title game, which you'll hear right here on ESPN Central Texas at 630 this evening. All that next. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Are you ready to elevate your Waco experience to a whole new level? Look no further than the Baylor Club, where you can indulge in one-of-a-kind luxury and unwind in our exclusive lounge area. Located in the heart of McLean Stadium, this elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs. With a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality, we take pampering to a whole new level. For interest in membership or to schedule your next private event, Call 254-710-8080. I'm Joe Kaleo. Business owners deserve financial security, and we're here to help you achieve it. Let's build a relationship and develop a financial plan that can help safeguard your business and nurture your dreams. Kaleo Wealth Management Group is a Central Texas team at UBS Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. For our client relationship summary disclosures, please visit UBS.com slash relationship summary. 
Drive into the new year with confidence and excitement during the Start Something New Sales event at Allen Samuels in Waco. Get incredible deals on our entire selection of new Ram trucks, Jeeps, SUVs, Chrysler sedans, or a sporty Dodge. Get more for less, guaranteed. More value, more selection, more service, more trade-in allowance, and even more competitive financing. Hurry in and start 2024 with a bang. Shop the greatest selection of inventory in Central Texas at Allen Samuels in Waco. In-store or online at allensamuelsdcj.com. And make it unforgettable. Sunday afternoon, it's playoff football with your Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers. Live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Attention fans of Hellberg Barbecue. You can enjoy their Central Texas-style barbecue, homemade sides, and desserts at their current location, 8532 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. They are operating drive through and curbside service out of food trailers parked outside the building, and their hours are Wednesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., or till they sell out. Customers can call 254-265-5387 for pre-orders. Hellberg's Barbecue full-service catering option is still available for your next group outing. Soon, Hellberg will offer sandwiches and banana pudding at the grab-and-go markets inside the new Foster Pavilion. The future of Hellberg Barbecue includes a new building, bigger and better than ever, just down Highway 6 from the current location. Twice named one of the top barbecue joints by Texas Monthly Magazine, it's time to try Hellberg Barbecue. Hellberg Barbecue, just salt, pepper, and a whole lot of prayer. 254-265-5387 and at hellbergbarbecue.com. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham. Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. Hey, Central Texas. It's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale, modern look and feel. Also have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, local beer, and organic From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Coriel Health, Element Waco Hotel, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. What is Matt Mosley? And uh, we got a lot planned for you, and we got a lot of stuff going on. 
by the way, over at uh, Alan Samuels right now. Ted Teague and his staff, I mean, getting the getting it started the right way and uh, beginning of the year, some of the deals over there. Um, you need to you need to check it out. And I was just looking over. I mean, some of the trucks. I mean, it, this is this is really something. So it is. Uh, it, it will give you more information on that. But it's just some of the chargers over there. Uh, it's just a, an incredible lineup. And uh, we're going to give you more information moving forward. Thanks to everybody. Central National Bank, our presenting sponsor for doing such an incredible job uh, for us, do unbelievable work on the graphics for some of our guests, and then you hear the commercials. And then I was just heard from uh, my friend Ankit uh, over at uh, uh, Element, Waco Element Hotel. What a, what a great hotel right off the circle over there. And it's just become really a, a gym over there. And, I, you know, it's kind of where... I stay when I'm in town, beautiful rooms, spacious rooms, the high ceilings, uh, great place to get something to eat or drink, beautiful bar area and restaurant, and then um, the heated pool, the, the, the hot tub, the whole scene out there, beautiful pool out there. Uh, so you can get some laps in even when it's a little chilly outside if you want to, if you're into that sort of thing. So we are just so appreciative, and Ankit's become a friend of mine in the area, and I, uh, in fact, I stayed with them, oh, one time during, uh, uh, for a football game, like parents weekend, just to kind of, I, I, I kept seeing it over there, and I said, I'm going to go stay over there, and just had a great experience, and uh, have loved partnering with them. Okay, um, I was talking earlier about the Baylor, about Baylor basketball, and uh, they did, as Aaron said, moved up to 14th, I think that's about right. At this point, they've switched places. BYU fell from number 12 to 18th. Aaron, I watched the game the other night. I mean, it was not a good effort from BYU at home. That's supposedly a great home court advantage. Cincinnati went in there, weren't playing that great at first, weren't really hitting that many shots, and I kind of lost interest in the first half. Turned back over there in the second half, and Cincinnati had the upper hand, did a great job. Took a 71-63 late lead. I felt bad for Cincinnati. I didn't think they are going to do much in this conference. Wes Miller's come in, and, and he had some players that couldn't get eligible for some – they couldn't get waivers on some transfer stuff. And yet they went on the road and played – you talk about playing hard. And now BYU couldn't hit anything. And that worries me because BYU – has been really good at times this year, and they're coming in tomorrow night to Foster Pavilion. It's a good team. But, man, when they're not hitting there, it's kind of like Baylor the other night. Baylor had to escape Stillwater because they didn't have their three-pointer with them. And, you know, the great thing is Bridges and Walter and others do other things when they're missing shots. Uh, Bridges is usually a great three-point shooter. Man, he was four for 14, couldn't buy a three, had some open looks, couldn't get it. I mean, they really had Ray J, Misi, and um, uh, in Langston Love bailed the team out in that game. Ray J hit some beautiful buckets late, and he's a guy that, that you wanted in his hands. I mean, back in the day when they were winning national, you know, the national title a few years ago, 
I mean, you, you knew at the end of a game, it, 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 Davion, Maceo, Jared, it could be an I, – I think right now, I mean, a lot of people can hit big shots. But Ray J, this is the first – you know, they've had this positionless type playing, Aaron, where they kind of – you know, anybody could run the point. And that was one of the reasons the guy went to Houston, L.J. Cryer, because he wanted to play more point. And they saw him more. They didn't really totally see him as a point guard. I think they tried to let him play point, but he just didn't He didn't think he was getting enough. He had some injuries and everything. He's playing great for U of H. I'm glad he is. Glad he is. I mean, I don't wish anybody ill when they leave. It always is weird when they go to a conference rival. He has, and he's leading Houston in scoring. What's interesting with Baylor is Ray J., is unquestioned as the point guard. He, he he wants the ball. He moves the ball. He makes good decisions. He was turning the ball over too much. I think he's been much better in that area lately. The other, the other day, even on the road, they did not turn the ball over. That was a great sign. I mean, I think they only turned – I only had seven or eight turnovers in that game. Um, he's got a great float game. He can post up. But it is interesting to go back – to, because Baylor had such great point guards. Aaron, think about the point guards they had over the years. Kenny Cherry, um, you know, Pierre Jackson was a tremendous point guard. It was just year after year. I mean, and Jared, we thought of him as a point guard, but actually that team, anybody could bring it up for, with those guards. And Jared was a great point guard, but they've just had tremendous guards. Um, and so to have a guy foul out the other day, that was scary. Fouled out, um, and you thought, oh, gosh, what are they going to do? Are they going to be able to get out of that overtime? Well, Jacoby makes a big play, gets a huge offensive rebound, then he follows it with a steal, and then um, uh, none had to take over and kind of play the point. They just don't, they don't totally have a point guard without Ray J., um, and, and will that be an issue? Well, it will if Ray J gets in foul trouble very much. I don't expect him to. I think he plays fine even when he's in foul trouble. But he did foul out of that game the other day. Aaron, uh, I, I find that to be kind of interesting in a development. They just don't have – I mean, I'm trying to think. Now, the one thing that's so great about this team is Misi and Ojanwana both – and they don't play together, but they there's not – Misi is more of a commanding presence, but they just do different things. Ojanwana, they both can defend the rim. They both are rim runners. Um, they both will hit the offensive boards. Misi right now, it, there's no one in the conference, to me, close to him in terms of offensive rebounding. I He... He almost is a guy that you can just throw anything up and he's going to go get it and he's going to put it back down. Uh, I thought it was hilarious in that game in a big spot, Aaron, the other day. Ray J in traffic laid one purposely hard off the glass uh, for for Misi to go get and put in. I mean, what? I mean, it was funny. It was audacious. It's just the way... It's the way he plays, and he's comfortable doing that. And, again, early in this season, in those games that got away from him, Michigan State and even the Duke game, 
They had to get Ray J out a couple times because he's just turning the ball over too much. He's got to be strong with the ball. When he is, he's one of the most dangerous players in the league. He's great at getting to the hole. The, the player he reminds me most of is probably Jared Butler because he finishes kind of like he Jared did. He's great at finishing to his left or right. He, he sometimes on the left side will finish with his right hand use the rim to, to kind of protect himself. Jared used to do the same thing. What he does better than Jared is he's got a de- he's got a great left-hand finish. He can go to his offhand and and finish and put beautiful English on the ball. I mean, Jared was great, but Jared didn't do that all the time. I mean, he's great going to his left. I, I, I just think this team's only going to get better. But that was strange the other day, and I don't have that player in front of me. A minute ago, Aaron, I was looking at the box score. Whoever that player was for Oklahoma State, the big man, he was like 7-for-7 from the field. He goes 6-for-6 from the free throw line. And I didn't even know that he was like a McDonald's All-American type. Oklahoma State's salty. They're not going to win a ton of games, but they could win six or seven games in this league. They really could. And that would be okay. That would not be that bad. They're not going to make the tournament, but they do have a big man who can play. And he blocks some shots. Um, I, I was just very impressed with that with that guy. I, I just thought, uh, and in fact, Aaron, one of the Baylor coaches told me they, they loved him. They just you know, love Misi more, which you can understand. Misi is a more dominant presence because he's got, like, otherworldly athleticism. But this guy can play. I mean, he's kind of – I mean, he's he, 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 he's got some game. And he'll play down low. He'll, 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 he'll offensive rebound, eight rebounds, 20 points in that game. And then they have a uh, – they have a guard named Javon Small, and then they have a, a guard named Bryson Thompson, who, man, I've always liked a lot, but does not shoot the ball that well. In fact, the other day he was trying to shoot threes. He was like 0 for 6 from three-point land. Nobody could shoot it well. They were 4 for 20, Oklahoma State was. The Bears were 2 of 15. That will not happen most nights. But, boy, they couldn't get anything, and they still found a way to win the game. Tomorrow night, BYU comes in. And, um, and that's going to be an interesting ball game. Now, Aaron, just a couple things um, I, before we get to J.D. here. I mean, there have been firings today. Ron Rivera's out um, uh, with the uh, commanders, Washington commanders. Um, we some of these guys we all we kind of knew were going to happen. Um, it does. Wink Martindale has resi- resigned as the Giants' defensive coordinator. And Aaron, there's got to be some changes. There were some just collapses this year. Like the Jags are going to have to do some stuff. I mean that was in, that was really bad. What happened with them? They're just staring in the face of a of a <coughs> playoff spot. And then they just fall apart in their last five games. I know, I know their quarterback was banged up for some of that, but that was bad. 
That was really bad. Aaron Vrabel, I was kind of getting some word that Mike Vrabel was in a little trouble with the Titans. I, I think that'd be a bad move by them. But it was just it was just something that was kind of floating around out there today um, that he was in a little bit of trouble. Um, I think, um, believe it or not, we thought the Bears would fire their coach a few weeks ago, but they played a little bit better. They're, they've obviously got the makings of a really good defense, and there's a there's maybe some things to build on. They did get beat seventeen to nine in that one. I, the Cardinals will stick with their coach. Aaron, oh, Falcons fired their coach. Arthur Smith is out. Arthur Blank fired Arthur uh, Smith. And so he is out with uh, Atlanta. Carolina has already fired its coach. I don't know what they'll do there. Um, and then um, try, trying to think, Aaron, uh, of the I'm looking at teams that didn't make the playoffs. Broncos will stay with Sean Payton. I think the Colts actually finished okay, and they'll feel okay, especially with a young quarterback. Um, Raiders, we'll see if they go with Antonio Pierce. And then um, Chargers have to hire a new coach. Uh, And then um, I think Minnesota's going to have to make some changes, whether it be a quarterback or on their offensive staff. And then, of course, we're waiting to see what happened with Belichick with the Patriots. Lots of stuff going on around the NFL. We'll go to Houston next and find out what's going on as uh, as uh, the um, national title game tonight. Michigan and Washington get it on. You'll hear it right here at 630. That is next. Sunday afternoon, it's playoff football with your Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Hahn, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at MyTotalOffice.com. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is your favorite host, Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. I assume that's the case. J.D. Pacquiao now joining us from Houston. And uh, J.D., welcome back to the Mosley Show. And uh, what what a time it is. You are in Houston I mean, you were within hours of that last, those semifinal games. There you were, man. I just was reviewing. You're like 12-minute hit, just solo. There you are in that beautiful-looking studio <laughs> reacting to the semifinal. Good stuff and kind of had a preview, and you were already making your pick. Um, J.D., have you uh, – how are you, by the way? And, by the way, how is Houston? Is Houston uh, – is it, I mean, is there is there a buzz? Is there a noticeable buzz, uh, noticeable buzz in the community as uh, as you make your way around with on three sports? Yeah, well, one pleasure to be on. I'm doing much better now being on with my favorite host. To tell you the truth, um, but no, when it comes <laughs> to Houston, uh, got to be in LA last year, which was absolutely sensational. I mean, pitching myself and all that. But I think it is uh, it's very noticeably different 
being in a state and in a city that truly, I think, just as a public has a has an interest in college football. Whereas LA, you got the beach, you got you know Hollywood, you got a million other things grabbing at you. Whereas in Houston, I think there's other things to do as well. But uh, it's very, very evident that you know the, the city itself, I think, really appreciates what's going on and appreciates this game. So, man, I'm, I'm fired up. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a a box office kind of game is what I'm expecting. So. All in all, I think it's a great event and, and great, uh, great for the city of Houston the way they're putting it on, man. The Big Red came through town, Cornell, and acquitted themselves right. pretty nicely, quite honestly. I don't know if you got to see that when we opened up the new pavilion. Lots of excitement. Looks great. You'll have to see it. But uh, I was impressed with your alma mater. They came to fight. They love a good back cut, much like the old. And I think we just assume any Ivy League team, we call it like the Princeton offense. I mean, I don't sure. think they actually all run the Princeton offense, but like we just assume if you're the Ivy League team, you run the Princeton offense. But uh, right. but they had a couple of ballers. They had some athletes. They had one guy that just stood outside like I would and just launched threes, never tried to <laughs> dribble, never tried to drive. He just he, he had one job, redheaded kid, number 15, and they just said, you stay out here and you launch threes. That's your only job here. he's a here. bucket now. He's a bucket. <laughs> I think he was – I want to say he was I – I could be telling a story here, Matt, but I think he's somewhere in the top ten last season in terms of, like, three-point field goal percentage. So, I know that they didn't win. They didn't cover either, which was the real bummer there. I think the line was, like, 17 or, or 16 and a half, and it ended up being a 17-point game, so – Vegas knew something. They had, they had the big red number on that one. But, uh, no, I was, I was pleased to see it was uh, within 20. Just showing for the big red tournament time. Hopefully they can find their way in there. What do you think? Michael Penix Jr. is just such a revelation. I love the kid. He, you know, it, it, boy, bet against him at your own risk. Throws such a gorgeous deep ball. And I, I have had this feeling today that, that the Heisman voters did him and did America a disservice because now he truly looks, and again, I know you have to vote when you vote, but, you know, it's just kind of hard to believe he's not the Heisman winner. I was reading something today where somebody said that he was a Heisman-level quarterback for half or two-thirds of the year. And maybe there's something to that. Maybe, you know, I'm locked in this last couple of months or ever since that first, you know, first battle against Oregon, that's what comes to my mind. But it's just hard for me to believe the LSU guy. And, again, he was great. But now that we sure. see what Penix has done, it's, just, it's kind of hard to believe that he's not the Heisman winner. No, without question. And I think there is – some validity to that statement of, hey, for two-thirds to half of the year, he probably played like a Heisman quarterback. Now, to, to be fair, uh, that two-thirds, that half of the year came at the exact right time, and I'm sure he wouldn't trade the timing of, of the way he's played and the way that Washington's played for any accolades or trophies, much less the Heisman. Um, but I do think, I mean, looking at his numbers, I was, I was a little cooler on him because, I mean, he had two separate games where, Matt, he threw for zero touchdowns. And I understand that his team found a way to win. I understand he's a huge part of their success. He's a huge part why they're in this game. He's arguably the reason why they are in this game, along with that monster group of the wide receivers they have that I'm sure have great NFL careers. Uh, but Jaden Daniels, to me, over the course of the entire season, I truly felt had a better body of work and did it in, uh, obviously, a difficult conference. I'm not saying anything about the Pac-12, but 
um, I, I felt like the right guy won the award. But again, I'm sure Jaden Daniels would trade the Heisman Trophy for a chance to be playing here in a few hours as well. So I think Michael Penix Jr. You know, kind of came up smelling uh, the best out of that whole situation. Have you thought differently as we've gotten closer to kickoff, or does your gut, early on your gut was saying with the four and a half that the line opened up with, take the Huskies, take the dogs. Uh, I think they do some wolfing. I know Georgia fans do wolfing, but they do some wolfing uh, with, the, with the Huskies. As we've gotten closer to kickoff, do you have, are you hedging your bets at all? Have you felt differently um, you know, Washington came out of that thing a little banged up. In fact, they're running sure. back that Dylan Johnson. He says he's good to go. I, I can't see him being really at full strength. And there are some guys, Muhammad comes to mind. There are some defensive players that are banged up as well for Washington. Does not seem like they're as healthy as Michigan. Although when you play Bama, what do you, you're beat up, right? I mean, LSU sure. always seems like they come out of those games and it's hard to compete the next week or two after you play Bama. Are your feelings still pretty much the same as they were six or seven days ago? You know, I think my thesis is the same in the sense that I still think Washington is, is the side here, especially for getting you know, that four-and-a-half point. But, I mean, I'll tell you what, throughout this week, we got a chance to be around both teams at media days. And, you know, it's, it's not something you can really quantify, you know, how many points is that worth on the scoreboard, how a team acts at media day, probably a little bit, you know, too much to look into, probably tells us we need to kick the ball off here pretty soon. But tell you what, man, like Michigan just seems so confident, so loose, and not a loose to where they were like, not, you know, I think impressed by the moment, but loose in the sense of this is, this is kind of what everybody came back for. And, and now they're here and they've played a number of enormous stages that I think are going to really serve them well on, the ultimate stage tonight. So, uh, I mean, comparing that to how Washington felt, I think they were locked in when they were at media day, but I mean, it was very much so a more uh, dialed in bunch. You had the sunglasses on, you had the hoods tucked over the head. Like it was more so like we're here for business. So the thing I'm thinking here, Matt, is that's kind of a fine line between high strung and locked in, you know, that, that line is very, very thin there. So I do think they'll come to play. I do still think Washington decide. Heck, I'm actually taking Washington to win tonight. Um, but the path for them to victory is definitely much more narrow than Michigan. I just, at the end of the day, man, I think Michael Penning Jr. and Roma Dunze and all those freaks they have in that wide receiver room are just going to ultimately be, you know, the, the narrow path that they walk to, to find their way to win this thing. J.D. Pakel joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas on three. I mean, various sites, you can see them all over YouTube, on three, and you can subscribe to some of this stuff. And and uh, I, have, uh, I have enjoyed watching the videos, and I would imagine within about an hour or so after the game, you'll be putting some videos together. And you'll probably go live if I know you. You like a good live. Now, will you go with one of those, a guy that played some college football like you, you like a you like a kind of a fitted T-shirt situation. Will you go with that tonight, <laughs> or since it's a national title game, will you be more like in a a pullover three quarter zip? What will you go yeah, with? Well, because it's, it's almost kind of like your thing. Like who's the guy that's sleeveless? You know, our our guy that has been getting in a little trouble lately over on ESPN. <laughs> he goes with the muscle shirts. The former punter. Uh, you go with the kind of the tight workout shirt. Yeah, you know, I, I try to not o- overdo that side of things, but at the end of the day, I still want to be, <laughs> still want to be taken seriously to a degree. There, uh, we know we got we got a 
we got some nice uh, pants that I bought actually this week from Lululemon with a, with a gift card. So thank you to my in-laws for that. And then I got a sweater that I'm wearing uh, along with that was, that was another Christmas gift from last year. So all Christmas gifts and some, uh, some Nike sneakers and we're, we're good to go. So I, I think we're not standing out too much like a sore thumb just yet, but um, I'll obviously keep you posted if anything changes on that front. Yeah, I got in there and got some, uh, not Lululemon, what's another, Viore, and, yeah. and got some really, I mean, I think, the, you know, some decent joggers. I mean, and but I had to kind of go, those things are a little more fitted than I'm built for, all right? So, and then I had to go request the bigger size right next to a woman who was asking to size down to an extra small, and they said, sir, what size do you need? And I had to do the whole, I was like, oh, just go one size up. I just couldn't sure, say sure. the size out loud, especially in the context of a woman getting an extra small. You know, it just sure. uh, my size was going to be much different than that. Um, but uh, anyway, well, it'll be good. We'll be, <laughs> we'll be watching for that, the Lululemons, uh, busting that out. You're always kind of down there on the field <laughs> after those games. It's kind of fun to see all my buddies, like, um, you know, uh, Ubbin from The Athletic and some guys like that, I'll see them down there as the game's coming to an end. They let all the media down there. I don't know why they let them off the sideline. They used to yeah, do that with all of us, you, but heck, they, they kind of don't do that no more in the NFL. I used to be down there on the sideline, like in front of the black hole in Oakland. Like, and that's Ooh. scary. That's a scary situation. And I remember sitting there. Who was the big, um, not Ice-T, who was the big? Who was the big Raiders fan? Ice that was Cube? a rapper, Ice, Ice Cube? Cube. Yeah, I was standing yeah. over close to Ice Cube, but I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know if I was in danger or the safest guy ever. You know what I mean? I, I think, was just over. <laughs> I think the latter there. Yeah, I think that's a good company to keep right there, without question. Yeah, Mosley and Ice Cube uh, go hand in hand. I think most people would would uh, <laughs> would agree with that. Now these without receiver, question. I. This uh, Michigan, I, I, I mean, like Roman Wilson making that huge play. What a moment in that game. That ball got tipped, and he goes up and gets it. I, I got to say I'm more intrigued because I love, you were mentioning some of them, McMillan, Polk, Adunze. Um, I love these Washington receivers. But McCarthy has some weapons as well. We just don't think of it because they will run the ball more, and they'll commit mm-hmm. to it. A little more balanced attack. What do you think has to have? If Michigan's going to win this thing, what does McCarthy have to do? Because his numbers aren't Penix Jr. numbers, but in games where that are close, he really does step up his game and puts up some great numbers. They're just not as massive as a Penix Jr. Sure. Yeah. When they uh, when they get into a spot where they need answers. He has come up big in multiple spots. I mean, the Ohio State game last year, you just mentioned the Rose Bowl. Uh, and I think that's kind of the, the same tune they need him to sing tonight. Um, whenever there's a spot where Washington is able to create negative plays and, and able to you know, get a TFL on Corm or Edwards or whoever it is, and you find yourself in third and passing, so we're talking you know, third and seventh plus, if he can be the answer for you and be the equalizer to where Washington – has to try and add numbers to to stop the run, and he's able to just kind of play seven-on-seven seven back there or be a converter on those third and passing situations. I mean, that's going to just be ultimately, I think, 
too much for Washington. And at that point in time, if, if Michigan's able to get stops, I mean, it could be over, could be over kind of quick, Matt. No, I don't expect that to be the case. I think Washington will ultimately score some points and make this thing a bit of a foot race to some degree. But um, at the end of the day, what JJ needs to do is be efficient. And like I just said, on third and passing, he has to be the answer for Michigan to be able to extend drives and, and be able to match scores with Washington. All right, and and Roma Dunze, I mean that that is just he's he's unbelievable. I mean, there's just a few receivers that just seem to go out there and win every battle, you know. And and you see sometimes I notice these at late in game, late night games. Maybe it's Pac-12 receivers or something that you're just like, my gosh, like they're leaning on this one dude. It's just kind of crazy to be that great of a team and yet lean that heavily on a player. I don't know what his draft status is going to look like or whatever, but it's just it's just kind of crazy how he competes and how Penix Jr. and him have that. I mean, is is a Dunze is just about it? I, I mean, I, to me, how how is that guy not the Blitnikoff? I get that Marvin Harrison Jr. Sure. is great. Sure. I get all that, but again, it's another Washington player. I I don't I don't know if anybody as a receiver impacts a game quite as much as a Dunze does. And I think you just hit it on the head. Like, you could argue for him, he is as big a reason as Michael Penning Jr., and I think a lot of respect as to why they're playing in this game. And for me, just transparently, he's a big reason why I'm picking them to win this game. Because, I mean, you look at it on paper, what's the line of scrimmage edge? Probably Michigan. Uh, what's the edge in the backfield? Probably Michigan. Who's the more physical, more experienced team? Probably Michigan. And to be honest, like, that's kind of been the, the situation Washington's found themselves in against Oregon and against Texas. And, and quite frankly, it just it hasn't mattered. Like, they've just been able to kind of have this trump card, the ace up the sleeve every single week. And it's just been, yeah, you might have the advantage, but we're going to sort of be the Steph Curry of, of the college football world, meaning you might have every physical advantage. But when, when, when that three-point shot is on and he can just pull up within half court, same thing with the Dunes and Penix, when that deep pass is on, like it just quite frankly doesn't matter. And you've you got to play on their terms, and they've been able to play on their terms to the tune of an undefeated season and a conference title. Well, I'm going to let you get ready for it. I mean, it's uh, it's coming, and, and you'll be in there in position. Uh, you know, uh, you'll be up there in the press box doing your thing down on the sideline. Uh, and uh, that'll be uh, it's going to be a great night. I, I was even just looking at some of those Michigan defensive players. That's we're so caught up on offense. But when you look at like McGregor, uh, who's that DB with all the interceptions and pass pro? Oh, Mike. Um, yeah, Sandristill. San, San, yeah, still Wow. I mean, he's. I just don't think in college you don't always have like oh like great nickelbacks. You just have great cornerbacks, right? But when you have a guy that can kind of come inside and be that disruptive, um, you know that's a big one. I mean, this is there's just so many fun aspects of this. And then let's not forget Blake Corum for Michigan, like that jump step he had in that game, uh, basically the game winner down there. I mean that was that jump cut, I guess I should call it. Um, I, I don't know if we saw that at Cornell, those kinds of jump. No, no, we did not. We definitely did not. Not with the big red, at least not out of, not out of yours truly, but yeah, there's a reason why I don't think he, uh, he found his way to Ithaca, New York. (laughs) Well, Ithaca weather's, uh, weather's not always what you want it to be, but some good topography. (laughs) Uh, I, and I think uh, it's great academics and, uh, 
anytime you share, hey, where'd you go? Where'd you, you know, people ask you when you get there and you're meeting new people. You say, I went to Cornell. Do you do it? Do you kind of almost apologize when you say it? Kind of like, I went to I went to Cornell, or do you kind of? No. I mean, or do you even work Baylor in the mix? You did some graduate work at Baylor. Do you do sure, you at least sure. put the Bears in the mix a little bit? Man, well, one, I appreciate the the ego boost you're giving me just just through this conversation in general. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I think uh, I think some of that all gets maybe. I mean, it's, to, truth be told, Matt, I think people know Cornell not because of the you know, standing it has academically, but more so from uh, the television series The Office, Andy Bernard. I mean, that is typically the first, you know, that's kind of the first touch point of common ground for me is, oh, you know, hey, you've seen The Office, yeah. Andy, yeah, hey, that's that's the school. So so mm-hmm. anyway, that's, uh, that, yeah. that's well, my, uh, my response typically. One of the Simpsons writers, one of the lead Simpson writers was a Cornell guy too, so there's some good Cornell no jokes okay. that show up on The Simpsons from time to time. I'll send you the one clip that my Cornell football playing buddy, who's a bit older than you, sent me recently. But, hey, have a great night. Uh, Very exciting. And we'll be watching. And uh, I guess folks can just go to On3, the site, and sign up if they want to, right, or find you on YouTube, uh, all the various platforms. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you just go ahead and, and type in on three into your search bar and you find that, that red icon that has the, the on three script, uh, that's the channel you, you'll find us at. And, uh, Matt, before I get out of here, I want to make sure I thank you because you were someone who uh, I am extremely indebted to. Just, I mean, I remember texting you, calling you multiple times and just saying, hey, is it, you know, it, what do you think about this in the broadcasting world or media? And, I mean, you you could have – you know, said get lost, kid. But you were always extremely uh, open to me and kind to me, and for that, I'm I'm extremely uh, thankful and, like I said, forever indebted. So, uh, very, very much appreciate your impact on, on me personally and from a professional standpoint as well. Well, that's very kind of you to say. And and uh, when you see young talents like yourself come through, you better be nice because I want you to keep coming <laughs> on with me for years to come. So, uh, I appreciate you. Have a great night, uh, JD. We'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Likewise. Thanks, Matt. Uh Uh-huh. J.D. Paquel from On3 Sports.